Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. It's been uh one week since three weeks. It's been longer than a week. <laughs> I think we missed two. No, it's been three weeks. Yeah, it's been three weeks. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, has it really been three weeks? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you couldn't make it, and then I didn't have a computer last weekend. We missed oh, two weeks. That's right. All oh, right, because it was Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Last time we you were built a new computer. Talking a lot about Moffat and Zero Escape, mm-hmm. our favorite <laughs> topics. Yeah, I built a new computer and it was stressful. <laughs> Does it have a what lot of RGB? Recommend. Does it have a lot of? <laughs> the fans have RGB, which I immediately set to purple because they're like, "Want to be a crazy rainbow all the time?" And I'm like, "No, I like to look at the screen instead of be distracted by flashing lights all the time when I'm playing video games." I don't know who these are for. Raves. <laughs> Rave it looks goers. cool. Rave, ra- like I have a Corsair that has backlighting, and I and the, yeah, the moment you buy that, I, maybe it's just to try to catch you. You mean the keyboard? Yeah, I have, Corsair, I have a Corsair makes so much stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. There's yeah, several. I think you mean there's several right? Corsair parts in my computer too, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a I have a Corsair keyboard, and like it goes in wacky rainbow mode when you plug it in, and I can only imagine it's just to try to catch your attention at a store if they ever put one on display or something. Because I can't imagine yeah, so cool. what else it's for. Because it's miserable. It sucks so much to have this it's like so cool. irritating, stupid rainbow that's moving at, like directly <laughs> under the screen you're looking at. Because it's where your hands are. And it's like it's it's within your field of view all the time. So I immediately set that to only purple. But then uh, because I would be rendering stuff at night and so on. That just meant that I had a purple light in my room when all the other lights were off. So now it's just set to off. <laughs> it's just I don't even use the I light. Have... I just use the keyboard. Oh, yeah. Having a backlit keyboard is is just so good. I've had one for years and years since before I got a mechanical keyboard. And the fact that you can just turn off your lights and, and just play or do things, it's so nice. <laughs> Especially now in the summer. I did. I did get myself a um, an RGB backlight thing for my screens, and so they're they're right now it's cyan, but in a little bit it's gonna be orange and all stuff. And so behind my screens, there's there's a little bit of RGB going on. I, I love RGB. RGB is good stuff. No. Incorrect. <laughs> Andrew likes Andrew likes RGB as well. I I know it. Uh yeah, my graphics card, my RAM, my uh Why? CPU my CPU yeah. cooler and my case and my keyboard, my mouse and uh I think and my motherboard itself all have RGB on them. Um it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Why? Uh, oh, all my and all my fans. <laughs> At all some my point, fans are RGB. You just as well. already have lights in there. You don't need more lights. <laughs> Uh, but the, but the, if there's anywhere no, I want lights, not... I want an, I want a light on the back of the computer because it so, really sucks to like crawl into your desk and try to look behind your computer to deal with connections and shit, true. and it's like pitch yes. black down there. I'm like, why isn't this lit? This is the one place so, I could use a light. I don't want to install in a my fucking defense, like light strip under my on the bottom of my desk or something. In my defense, you have I, a didn't, cell phone. I, I didn't get I, much of why, a that's choice. That's why I use it. Sucks. You bought a pre-built, like, Andrew. No, I the oh. parts the all the good parts have RGB on them. Yeah, like, they're that's all marketed the, towards gamers. Yeah. So like I got the best RAM that my my motherboard could support and it has RGB on it. I didn't like choose an RGB RAM. It just that's yeah. the Same only here. option I got. And my CPU yeah. cooler has to have RGB because otherwise fucking gamers won't buy it. 
And yeah. so I just but you can have to everything's you can covered off, in RGB because that's how they well, market I, it as a premium product. Yeah. So now my fucking like, fans have a remote control in the wiring system that I have to just fit somewhere inside my computer case and try to manage yeah. that because there's like an extra, there's a bunch of extra long wires where there's like oh yeah RGB is super hard it's to like wire. it's like seven separate connections that are all daisy chained end to end just so that you could also put a remote control in the middle of those wires that then controls the RGB and then you're trying to close your fucking computer case but you're trying to manage where that stupid controller is dangling <laughs> in the wire process because if it's in the wrong spot as you're trying to close the case on all these wires it'll fucking push buttons and change the colors <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the um I, I have a thing inside of mine that uh, it's like a controller for all of the RGB. So uh, the RAM doesn't plug into it, but my CPU fan and my, uh, my case, my CPU and my graphics card all plug into this little device. And it get, like basically it works with one controller. And so I can just turn it all off. And with the RAM, I have to just install the stupid Corsair application and then I can turn off the RAM. And so I don't, I don't, Ha I don't have to have them on. I basically only turn them on. Uh, uh, I only turn them on if you, I'm streaming. You need to mesmerize somebody. Um, to, to, yeah. yeah, but I was going uh, to so, make a more specific so, joke, but I can't remember what who the snake mind controls or or confuses in Jungle Book. Uh, and so, actually, oh. the only the only uh, beneficial thing about RGB on both CPU and my graphics card is uh i have them set to color coordinate because i can see my seat my computer it's on my desk and so the only thing that's nice about them is i set both of those to turn different colors if they're overheating yeah. so if my cpu gets too hot it turns red and i can go uh oh fuck or same with my graphics card but my ram never is going to overheat it's just a dumb fucking disco show and i don't, I don't need that <laughs> i can just keep that off and my case is fine i don't mind my case having colors on it uh, just because it's whatever. And so what I do is I just have my case light sync to my uh, keyboard light. And so my keyboard and my my case are the same colors, but uh, everything else is just functional. It's just showing the heat. So that way I know if I need to be careful or if something's going wrong or something. Because that's like that's really the only benefit of RGB is that you can use it for like all like all lights exist to do, which is to signify you know good or bad yeah the thing and, that all the lights in your computer used to do yes exactly um and and the fans are like i can't turn the fan lights off i, I just have to endure that uh that hardship you can't but, oh. uh no i can't change the color because the it's the, the the fans themselves are a color fan like they, they don't oh they, they don't, don't have ha the yeah they don't have they don't an have off controller. switch yeah. yeah uh but my case i got a case it's really dark so you can't see the the color on the case fan or on the on the fans oh you got like a, so you got like, like a, a dark glass yes so it's yeah, a very dark glass yeah uh and that and uh and the top so at the very top you can see the color fan but no one looks at the top of your computer uh and you can't see them from the front of the case because the front of the case has this RGB thing blocking the way. So it's just the RGB for the case that blocks it. So you can't see the fans on the inside that have RGB. So the only, the only, the only lights you can see from my computer are on the case itself and the, the, the three parts that I listed. Everything else is too light or is like, isn't, dark, isn't light enough to get through the darkness. So like that's the counter off, but I don't know. I, at the end of the day, I, like my my bigger complaint is that adding RGB adds expense, 
and I don't want to pay this unnecessary you're paying expense for, that for a function. premium gamer feature. Yeah, which yeah has nothing to do with performance, that. but it makes people like, think it performs better because it looks but, like a like, expensiver thing. Exactly, and like the only time this is beneficial has been beneficial to me is keyboards. The fact that keyboards light up yeah. is like the only good thing RGB has ever brought into my life. Because I also being, yeah. Sorry, you finish the. No, I was just saying because saying. I I fucking I hate using keyboards that don't have lights on them. It's it's infuriating to like, not be able to see uh like keyboard or key lights. Just I also recently found that having the uh, I have a Logitech G five o two for my mouse, and it's got this little Logitech symbol, yeah, uh, that is lit up, and That's it changes the too. color according to the profile that i have it set I, you can configure it not to change the color but i have found that it changing the color according to the profile is really really helpful because uh, sometimes the I, I will not know what you know like you, ha you open your browser and it's the profile for the browser so the keys in the mouse will like change tab or close tab and all that sort of stuff but then i open excel or something and it changes to the profile for that where the keys will you know switch to the next row or whatever um and having the color change because of that is really handy because you always know what software you have uh, selected. And because I have three screens, it is easy to not know what you're controlling at, at any one time. Of course, I'm used to it, but it's, uh, it's still really handy. So I'd, I'd say that keyboard and mouse are, uh, are really handy to have RGB. I mean, they're the, we, also, they're, they're least intrusive. Like, you're not... Uh, yeah. You don't feel overwhelmed by it. It's more of just like your hand covers your mouse. So it's usually just something you can quickly glance at and go like, okay, and then put your hand back yeah. over. And a keyboard is, you're not really, unless you can't type without looking at it, you're not really looking at your keyboard often, but it's nice to be yeah. able to like look down and go like, what the fuck? Like, the, what's going on? Like, there's my... Yeah, yeah, when you get lost. Yeah. But solid Should we talk colors, about right? Right. What was that? Solid we're not. I, we're I not sociopaths, colors, yeah. right? That leave it on a rainbow mode. My, my computer case. Is, my yeah. My computer um, case is rainbow mode, but I don't look at it. So. But the my, fucking keyboard key on a rainbow mode. Fuck that. No, no. It's uh, mine so nice. my. It's my keyboard is. <laughs> my keyboard's three different colors. It's uh blue, purple, and uh, pink. So it cycles. It's oh. like kind of cycles between. All the keys have different colors, and they cycle between them in that kind of like kind of like a wave. But, no, it's the yeah, the wave effect. Yeah, it's just that I, I don't know. I I like them to be purple and I like like outrun kind of colors. But I, yeah, I don't want it to. Yeah, I just is don't the want the old like, racing game. Yeah, uh, it's also just like the uh, the retro wave movement, like vapor wave and outrun. Yeah, and, your website's got like um, the that one horizon grid thing. Yeah. Uh, like it's memefied yeah, no, into like now, now that's what I call yikes or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> By all the meme uh, generators. So so that's I just keep those colors because they're nice, but they're not. I, I hate the fucking my like when you first buy the keyboard, turn on your keyboard, it comes with this like nightmare rainbow key thing where it's like blah, 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 and you're like, oh please yeah. stop, just please. I just, it's, it's got every much. color at once and it's all moving and it's like oh, I, yeah. I I don't need to, I don't need jiggly colors. Nothing I add to my gaming area should be like additional motion that isn't on the screen. <laughs> you should not be making my me like snap my eyes to it because I I swear something's moving in my room. Like that that can't be a thing. You're gonna tank my SR, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Your APC? No, wait. Which one is APM? APM. That's the one. 
Oh, my APM's shit. But that's why I can't handle uh, just all those crafters. Need those to use more games. keyboard shortcuts. Nah. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like it. I just any any games that play like that, I just I have a miserable time even trying to get good at them. I just don't like that entire style. If I'm playing a competitive game, I pretty much just want like just like a, something snappy that has like a relatively small number of inputs just total and then it's just about doing good with that and then hopefully being interesting with that which is why overwatch mm -hmm. is like perfect for me i love that every character only has like four buttons but they're like really interesting in what they do with those buttons yeah and they make a really yeah. incredibly dynamic game around that as opposed to like starcraft where it's just this mountain of memorization and knowledge and menu trees yeah. and trying to be precise with your mouse clicking on like a top-down camera and it's just it's just too much granted i've been traumatized Starcraft from is... my first ever competitive experience of any game being that i i played age of empires and loved it as a kid <laughs> but then i played one match online ever and got immediately crushed where i was like wow i just got from the dark age to the stone age and then like 50 imperial cavalry came in from the fight from the end game of the progression system and just steamrolled my entire face and i'm like oh no because <laughs> like the people who play That's... campaigns and rts's and the people who play them online are playing different video games yeah <laughs> that is very much the experience of rts online it's such a different experience though i think i think I don't well, know. That's why I, I can't the, play MOBAs that, it, that are RTS style. Yep. The whole scheme relies on thousands of hours of experience with an entirely different control scheme. Just yeah. like how my friends that play RTSs can't play Overwatch because they don't play shooters. But it's even though there's like similarities in, in their structure outside of uh, their controls and perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm way more likely to play like Sunday night combat or Monday night combat, whatever day of the week night combat it was. That's a shitty name for a game. Uh, and, <laughs> I do not remember this. <laughs> which I've never, oh, I've, Smite, I've I barely I ever played Smite. But uh, from what I've seen of it, I was like, oh, it's like wow, with better controls. I'll, I could, I could play this. But then, <laughs> the one time I got introduced to it was because our friend Spider uh, just really wanted to crush us all in it. He was totally the like older brother that wants to trick you into playing a fighting game so he can just crush you over and over again like it was no fun for anyone and that's like one of my only experiences with smite oh i was like oh it's like the MOBA I, I, structure thing but without the having to rts I mean, that's, that's a good thing it sounds like you got a real experience of, of mobas then like that's, yeah no. that's pretty much all mobas are yeah people having a crushing <laughs> just a distressing amount of experience and the gulf is just like insurmountable it's like, yeah. it's like why I don't play chess. Yeah. Anyone who wants to play chess with you is way better at chess than you. <laughs> so it's never fun to play chess. But but on top of that, the game the has like no theming and no like exciting elements to latch on to beyond the getting crushed. So I just never want to play chess. It, yeah. it, the thing is, if you're playing chess online, the... I've I've played chess recently. I, I don't play chess very much, but I, I definitely share the experience that that you're saying. Uh, if you're playing chess online with randos and you don't talk and it's just a normal either bullet chess or something that's a little bit slower, it doesn't matter. Um, for yeah. like 50, 5 minutes or 10 minutes or however long it lasts before you lose, inevitably, um, you're like, 
setting your your uh, your yeah. pieces up and all that it's just oh it's, this is going oh look at this and it's it's yeah. all it's all you know it's you think that you're you're neck and neck because chess is kind of a little, little a little bit like that if you're playing against experienced players is before they they absolutely demolish you it feels like it's yeah. neck and neck and then they just <laughs> there it is checkmate and you Nothing didn't even see kid. it Huh? There's a that's there's a, a move that, the one that's in my sorry go ahead. Well, it's just yeah, like chess. Chess involves so much fore planning and so much knowledge yeah. of like the meta yeah. essentially, and like <laughs> that like yeah, like all the good players. Whenever you hear about like actually like the, good important players one. facing off each other, they like give up twenty moves before huh? the match would have even no, no, ended because the, yeah, they can exactly. see so far ahead. They're like, oh, I already lost. Yeah, my. Uh, it's yeah, like my, I, yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to play any game that involves that many stages of pre planning. I kind of and and, what, and the the core of that, the core problem for me there of why it's even allowed to to be that kind of game, is because it's a uh, it's a uh, two, it's a head on head game. It's one on one. If the yeah, moment you make fair. a game more than two players, you can't plan that far ahead. It's impossible. You can have it, yeah. goals, but like in Twilight Imperium. You cannot know what your enemy is going to do from turn to turn, let alone all of your enemies. And so you cannot, you can only have like things you would like to accomplish next turn that you're working towards, but you can't be like, and that's definitely going to happen because that, that's how they would definitely react to that because it's the only reasonable way or whatever the fuck. Like that whole idea is out the window and that's, and then you get a story and it's fun. And I like, I like mm -hmm. when, I, I like when the game is complicated and long enough to turn into a story and unpredictable enough that you never know how the story is going to end until it does. The thing is that the, that also applies to much more complicated games. Uh, but the thing is, for you to be able to tell that story or see that story, you need to know how to play it. And that I I, I saw that for me, like I'd never, I never uh, specifically in Star in StarCraft, I I never got into watching StarCraft. I couldn't really understand um, why people yeah, do I what they really do and stuff. Going. Yeah, yeah. Even with the commentators explaining, and some commentators are good, others not so much. Um, even with the commentators explaining, it's still difficult. But then when I finally got into online StarCraft and, you know, got the basics down and started seeing what I could do or what I liked to do or the reactions and all that, the very first game, and I've watched a few since then, but the very first game that I watched, I just looked up, looked it up on YouTube. It was like a revelation. It's like, like you, you just can tell what's going on, and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just it's a great thing. It's uh, watching StarCraft is great, but I, you do need to know how to play. I feel. Yeah, I, I can only maybe, watch a game that I have like a relatively deep understanding of already. Like I never yeah. gave a shit about Overwatch uh, matches until I actually knew a lot about Overwatch. Uh, and even then, it's <laughs> yeah, still just I never feel, as fun yeah. as just playing the game. I don't fully get esports. Uh, um, I think I, there's something interesting about seeing well-planned, uh, like well, well-made yeah. plans executed properly. Because in your mind, when you play Overwatch, you're like, okay, if we just do this fucking thing, it would be amazing. And it never happens. But when you watch it on a professional level, you're like, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing I want to do one day. Like, look how cool that was. They just, like, they did, like, they did alts on command. They did, like, a Reinhardt ult. And everyone went down. And then they did, like, a Reaper came in and just murdered everyone. Or, like, you know, you have, like, oh, yeah, now they have Monkey going. And at the same time, they have, like, a Bastion tank going off. So it's just literal fucking chaos. You just have, like pushing and explosions it's just like there's so many cool things in competitive overwatch yeah. and then you go to real overwatch and you're like 
that fucking guy got lucky that my team is a bunch of bananas and they just didn't move. <laughs> and like on a professional level, it's so much different. You see like that team couldn't do anything. Like they knew what they're doing and they knew how to like counter it. But there's just only so much you can do when there's like a better laid plan than yours. To some extent, I feel like the game's so chaotic and has so many moving parts at the same time that it's really hard to spectate a whole team, even when you like the game and know it a lot. Whereas like, oh, it's in, in, like commentary it's, is nightmare for Overwatch League. You're yeah. just kind of like you feel bad for these people where you're like, what do you say when there's like, you know, like 12 characters, basically. And yeah. all those characters <laughs> are doing something on the on the stage. This, yeah, like everyone's so busy. So to some extent, like when I, if I'm watching Overwatch stuff, I'm way more likely to be watching like just a person. So instead of esports, it's more like watching a like overwatch celebrity i guess <laughs> like just watching one person known for playing overwatch well and you just follow uh, their perspective yeah. the whole time as opposed to trying to follow a team you like Yeetle so it's cool. is very fun to watch because yeah that, what's because cool Wrecking is that Ball is an incredible character to spectate uh on the i believe it's on the overwatch league website uh you can watch individual player cameras and so you can say like mm. i want to i want to only watch what Yudel does this entire match and you can just watch from his perspective the entire match and it's really cool it's really cool to see uh i i love to watch cooldown usage it's really interesting to watch people's decisions to use cooldowns and you think of like some of these cooldown usage are like very clutch like seeing a may go and it's like literally two fucking health and then the may does the ice block and you're like well, you either got lucky or this is like the best <laughs> this is like the best uh reaction time i've ever seen like, like there's so many tell. exactly and it's just like i how do you know you know you, you you're not there but it's still like some of these are just like how did you do this how did you pull this off uh but again you have to know you have to really know what's happening and i could see uh like overwatch league is such a great example because when they started broadcasting it on like disney xd uh last season what? it was yeah yeah but overwatch league was like on na like cable television and uh it's just like it's just so impossible it literally was like those cartoonish uh like anime shows where they're trying to like tell you how the game works while the game's happening <laughs> and it's just like yeah oh, no. but but well because you know disney owns espn and so uh and so technically uh, Overwatch League has a contract with ESPN to air their, uh, or Bl sorry, Blizzard has a contract with ESPN to air their stuff with ESPN. So that means it can go to Disney XD too. And so uh, because Overwatch is kind of in a teen, like the, it's a teen demographic is the game, is like the audience for that game. You can, Disney XD is for like a teen audience. So nah. It works out because like ESPN is full of a bunch of like old people drinking beer all day, getting mad at like adult people who have way more money and are way better fit than they are. And like <laughs> Overwatch doesn't work well for that. Sports, like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. It's just like people who literally could not play sports being mad at people playing sports. And you're like, what? What do you want? And like, do what you want to do doing? it? You want to kick the ball? Like, but so I don't think I, I don't know. I, I personally don't think that video games are interesting enough to be like espn level sports because they're too most video games are too complicated uh to function like football is really easy 
baseball is really easy it's it's like the same game with just a different way to transmit the ball like football you got to carry it soccer you got to kick it baseball you got to hit it that's it but it's like all, the, the whole point of it is take ball and hit somebody with the ball it's all you want to do like you got to hit something with that ball and so it's like video games it's, are different it, video games are a lot harder I, where it's like you want to watch overwatch on espn well did you did you make sure and tell everybody how like each character works how alts work like what capture points are and sometimes it's payload and like what uh you know like the thing yeah. i think that what carries normal traditional sports on uh in terms of viewership is always going to be the team aspect for sure like there's going to be people watching because they just love watching the the sport uh, but like, it's just it, there's it's it, it's so easy to just hook onto a team that you like and follow their their uh, their the career, energy. and that's 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 why you, you watch it. That I think in in uh, in esports you can always you can also have that, but that's what Twitch is for. You just go and watch their Twitch channel. Yeah. I, and well, but again, on Twitch, like you general, you generally know the game you're looking at. Like you don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't assume most people watch uh, a League of Legends streamer and go like, wow, I think they're doing good. <laughs> I don't know. Video <laughs> games are partly really weird to compare to sports because of the fact that like they can have more than one game. Like football's just football. What? Whereas, like, yeah, like you, like, you mentioned, like, Payload and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, Overwatch just literally has different games. Different which is, games. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be a new sport <laughs> in other contexts. Yeah, there's, like, there's, there's, several, like, there's several mechanics in just one game. Or, yeah, like, several matches in one game. And it's, and it's a grab bag. Like, Overwatch League is you can go from Capture Point to Payload to Payload to Capture Point. And so, like, it's not even just, like, a consistent through the match uh which is again confusing for an audience has never seen it before and mobas are the same way where you're like when you watch a moba and you're like okay i get the premise you go from you want to conquer their base okay easy i got this and then it shows over it's like six people attacking a random mob that just appeared and you're like what the fuck is that thing is that important <laughs> why are they doing that and then like yeah. suddenly it's like oh now the whole map's on fire you're like how did the fucking map catch on fire it's like oh well this team killed that mob and that mob creates a fire flame it's like what the fuck okay so like do they still it have to get the objective? It quickly becomes yeah. Blurns Ball. Yeah. Which is like, uh, Futurama's parody of, of baseball. Because baseball yeah, itself it's... is one of the weirder sports where it just feels like a series of random mini games that are happening in a weird order. And you're like, none of them seem to correlate with each other. Like baseball and football and other sports, uh, basketball and football and stuff like are often like, okay, very straightforward. There's two sides. Ball. You want the ball to go on the other side whatever that means and that's mostly just structure on that it's very easy to comprehend most of the basic structure but if you try to learn baseball without just growing up with it to being taken as a granted it's like this seems like 12 unrelated games what's happening yeah and it's, video uh, games are that times 100 it's it's mm -hmm. intense uh whereas like there are some Except games that yeah, there yeah. are some games that are a lot easier. Like Rainbow Six Siege is a much easier, or Counter Strike is a much easier game to uh, to have on a broadcast competitive because it's the the premise is easy. Kill the it, other yeah. team. 
It has such a clear round pacing. Where when when you start learning Mm -hmm. the more about it, you're like, okay, so at the beginning they like they use the the points they got from last round to buy things and then they just go fight each other again. And that's just the loop over and over again. And you have this big thing where like so you can really feel like somebody won or didn't win, uh, you face off like fifteen times to really prove who won. And uh and it's the same map over and over and over and over again. So you get so even within one round on a map that you've never seen before in a game of that structure that you've never quite seen before, you're immediately like, okay, just through repetition, I'm picking up on like, okay, he's taking this path now, and oh, he flanked that guy, and like it's comprehensible in a way that most video games aren't. Yeah, I mean, you still get the you still get the challenging part where like Siege and and CS:GO have different maps, and so you might, and so obviously like one round is you know like Siege is back is like best of three. So you're on the same map until someone wins a best of three. Easy. But then you go to a new map, and so there's a whole different variable going on. There's whole different entrances, different guns you need to use, different, like, strategies. And that can be interesting, but again, it becomes a challenge for, like, you tune in, and you're like, what What the hell? What map is this? Or you, like, look away, and suddenly you're in a different map. You're like, what? What happened? <laughs> Whereas, like, football's in the same field, the same exact-looking field in, like, 20 different cities uh in the same state it's like the exact same damn football field and so it's pretty easy like it doesn't matter when you turn on a a game of football you're just like uh okay yeah they're just at that point in the field got it easy (laughs) like uh which yeah there's i don't know i like i think the worst game you could possibly choose to make a competitive esport out of would be like mario party where it's just fucking hell <laughs> at all times. Well, it's also where just you a just... bad competitive game if, if you yeah. care that much about who wins. Like, it's not yeah, a fair but game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, it is like literal chaos. It's like a chaos simulator. Like, you could just, that guy rolled a six. Oh, okay, I guess it's a, now they're blowing up balloons? What the fuck happened here? Oh, press it faster, I guess. I don't like, what's happening? <laughs> like, there's, there's a, yeah. it's, it's very chaotic. Whereas like shooters are, there is like this level of, you can, you can see the level of skill. You can see someone's like quickness and turning, uh, someone's like ability to recognize, uh, hearing like spatial awareness. You can hear like, oh, they hear the person coming. They know exact angle they're going to be coming at. They're like properly prepared or they shoot ahead of time when they know the person's coming. Like there's a lot of like with first person shooters, there's a lot of factors you can have in, uh, in like presenting your skill. Whereas there are like MOBAs and stuff can be a little bit more challenging to gauge someone's ability where it kind of does feel almost like chaos. Um, yeah. And that was my experience like, when I played, yeah. uh, I think it was Dota 2 for the first time. I, I went on a 1v1 against an experienced player and obviously I got completely demolished. But for a long time, it felt chaotic and it took me a while to, to even uh, understand what was going on at the time. It's a, yeah, just there, there are too many variables and people know what they're doing as well. Like there's itemization, there's builds, there's strategies in the map, there's second to second gameplay based on the, what abilities you're facing. Rocket League though, is I, you mentioned Rocket League before. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's sort of a weird thing that it hasn't become like the big esports title. Didn't it do I, well? I, think the, I, don't, I don't really know I how. The, I, I, I think it has a pretty. It, it has like a semi okay competitive scene. Um, I think so. 
but it's not i don't think it will ever get mass appeal just because i don't think there's like the user base for it i don't think there's enough people uh i don't think there's like enough people to play it competitively to make a uh a, a league like a real solid league out of um whereas like you know like mm. mobas have a, this almost unlimited user base it feels like mobas never run out of people and uh first person shooters especially like like you have valorant or um uh csgo where it's pretty well i guess not csgo because it's not free but like valorant's free so you have like a mm. fair amount of people coming in at all times and overwatch is cheap enough now where like in the you know in the height of overwatch's popularity it was like pretty affordable enough for most people to just jump in um but the rocket league is free as well rocket league is free but i would say the the harder aspect is again the it's <laughs> soccer is a is a hard game to to play uh, on mm. a video game adding car yeah. like toy cars that fly around at like million speeds per second make it a lot harder to to play soccer it, i don't know like i it, personally it i'm i can only speak to myself personally yeah. personally when i watch uh rocket league i don't see somebody winning based on skill i see someone winning based on luck like oh damn that ball just happened to go the direction you wanted it to i don't i don't see people doing really? that it doesn't feel like people actually did like serious control to get that ball there. It feels like I, th they, the game, they just the game seems like to it takes like an astonishing amount of skill. It, it, You're very I, far but, away, Keith. By the way, uh, I don't know if what happened. It might be on the recording. I, I turned as well. off. I, I noticed that it was flickering constantly, so I turned off automatic game control because I had turned it on during oh. the raid. Oh, okay. That, that's, then it's on so our that's, side. That's Discord. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, I interrupted what you were saying. No, I just uh, I that's the way I see it. So I I maybe maybe I'm just viewing it at a weird angle. I just don't. To me, it feels I, kind of just like a huge grab bag of like, well, they just happened to get it. I I don't I don't know. Like it doesn't I it doesn't mean, feel like I can determine exactly what someone did to win. It's always just like, oh, I guess their car hit it a certain way that I made think it spin. I think or, it's kind of hard to distinguish from the lucky stuff that you would do when you're playing it yourself. Because it looks similar, mm. but the people that are on the higher end, like the whole reason they're there is because they're able to do it on purpose. Like they can do those ridiculous things where they like see the ball launching through the air from across the map and they do this ridiculous flipping jump across the map that <laughs> knocks it directly into the goal. And you're like, okay, I don't know how the fuck yeah. you got that precise. Like you not only knew how to, how to get the car <laughs> exactly where it needed to go at the exact mm -hmm. but you also did it at the exact time to hit the ball at the exact angle to make it go there and i'm like that's impossible <laughs> that, that's uh, there's that's yeah. impossible how well, the that's fuck actually, do that I, I i think those are the uh those are the easiest moves there are harder moves that they pull off like judging how hard the ball is going to be um centered if your team if your teammate is centering the ball but and you judge it based on the speed of their car or predicting where the ball is going to be shot so you are there already before the ball the ball is even hit by the um, by the opponent, and then there's fake outs because of that. Uh, and there's the 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 one thing that I do that looks in in Rocket League. The one thing that I do that looks the most like lucky is when the ball is diagonal to the goal, and then I hit it with the back of my car as a sort of a backflip, and the ball just sort of ricochets the other way, 
and it looks very much like it's just lucky that it goes into the into the into the goal but i've done it enough that i know more or less where it's going to go so it is a bit of luck on my account but uh there's it's there's so the, that game is is uh the it's 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 really complicated, but it does. I understand what Andrew is saying that it looks like lucky, but uh, like it's lucky half the time. But there's there's just so much you can do to to steer the luck in in the direction you wanted to go. That uh, in pro in pro games, it's it it very little of it is is luck. Yeah, I, I guess it's uh, like I said, like you know, it just is soccer with toy cars. That's the entire premise, <laughs> yes. and. With soccer, I guess it feels more grounded because it's not, there's not these like ridiculous aerial, like aerobatic shit going on. Like a, a soccer player isn't jumping into the air doing 360 no soap spins and then like, like <laughs> downward kicking a ball and it bounces into a goal like gravity doesn't exist. Like there's this weird, I guess like there's this grounded reality element to a ball moving in a consistent method each time. And you can see that like someone just has really good a coordination over uh like moving the ball with their feet whereas in uh rocket league it feels like there's three different people there's six different people that are playing this like crazy circus fight <laughs> over a a beach ball and it's i don't know i guess it's really hard to gauge like who did what uh, you can see someone's car do a 360 flip and smack the car, the ball with the hood of their car at a specific angle that makes it bounce down and then up into a goal. And you still kind of go like, was that? Yeah, like, was that on purpose? How did, like, how did, like, did they, yeah, did they, like, <laughs> cue this ball up or did someone cue this for them? Like, what was the, what was the path that took to here? Is this, like, all one person's ability? Is this a team-based thing? Like, did it? It, you know like i don't know it's you know it's like with, with basketball or soccer headshot me without knowing i existed yeah like it, you know like <laughs> it, in soccer it's very rare that you just kick a ball and it happens to go in the goal like you can't just like oops my bad like it, <laughs> it's happened for sure but it's not it's not the norm you don't normally see a world cup yeah. match and someone just like kicks a fucking ball halfway across the map and it goes in Whereas Rocket League, that happens. You could just yeah, fucking lot. knock yeah. a ball halfway across the map and it just goes into the goal. And you're like, what? Did, did you do that on purpose? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, that, how, I think that actually uh, is, is the... Sorry. I was going to take it from a different direction, which is just that, like, if it's not doing well as an eSport, which I don't, I don't fucking know what eSports are doing well <laughs> or whatever. How do you gauge that? But yeah. if, that, if that part's yeah. true, then it's, I figure it's likely because of the fact that it's too much like a sport. Like, that's not what huh. esports really are. Rocket League is such a clean sport interpretation directly into a video game. And it's like, that's not what anyone... People want killstreaks. They want spectacle. Like, it's it's not about the game being 100% fair and clean and easy to understand and uh, interpretation of how real sports are. Like, people want to see, like, mad headshots or, like, a, like a fucking MOBA killstreak or some, like unlikely thing happening and it's probably got to be violent like that just gets more attention like i think mm -hmm. that's just kind of built into the whole thing to some extent like you it's being this like violent thing with kill streaks and and i don't mean like call of duty kill streaks as a mechanic i mean like getting kill streaks like as a concept like pulling mm -hmm. off something that's like viscerally satisfying and seeing somebody best multiple other players in one go and so on is more satisfying than watching like an abstract point system go up as you like 
yeah you deal with all the artificiality of sports which like to some extent you might even see like real life sports as a replacement for old old world like blood sports where it's like once upon a time people would gather up to watch people murder each other in one way or another be like gladiatorial arenas and jousting and so on and and mm -hmm. uh real sports are safer i mean it's not great for football players long term and so on and wrestlers they're not they're all they, it's not amazing but you're not usually dying on camera in those games and so you have like a career and so on and it's like a civilized world's thing but uh video games don't give a fuck they're like re reality doesn't <laughs> matter no one gets hurt in video games because uh, they're video games so turning around and restricting yourself to the civility of modern sports is almost like pointless <laughs> and that's i think that's part of why if like something like rocket league might not do as well is because like why are we playing admittedly radical soccer but still like why are we playing <laughs> soccer when we have like guns and swords and magic and shit like that's the the people that are into video games are totally up for like the theming and the fantastical elements and and the violence and so on like that's kind of already familiar and used to and like it's, it's, it's like why bother not having those to some extent yeah that makes sense i could see I, that being the case i guess i yeah i guess that does make that makes sense it is again it is also hard to gauge what what are the patterns for esports because you know you see like a moba and it you they have like like what 50 100 million dollar prize pools and these viewer counts in like the trillions and you're kind of like all right i guess there's a huge market for this and then you look at something like overwatch league which like is getting worse every year like it has a dwindling fan base year after year and it's not the prize pools are fine but it's not nearly as impressive as like dota or uh, league of legends or or whatever or like mm -hmm. i don't know and so it's like there is no uh i i don't know it's like i with like normal sports like football baseball soccer whatever there's not really they're just kind of there they're just always present thing they just never go away and so it's not about their popularity. It's about, I, I don't, I guess like a, a country's <laughs> willing. Yeah. It's like a, a country's willingness to keep f affording this luxury to exist. Like it, it, all of this is like just a weird, like subsidized entertainment. It's basically just the Coliseum from Roman days, but changed. It's yeah, you know, individual like the, the sports state. have been around for so long at this point that they've outlived any individuals that are watching them. So they are, because of our short generational memory span that just makes them immortal forever things that have been around forever and so yeah it becomes yeah. like a, a cultural identity and a tradition in a way that like as a video game can't be because video games aren't even that old let alone a video game that anyone's playing exactly. competitively which i, I so assume the oldest one is starcraft 2 one probably Sorry. or starcraft uh, one yeah Starcraft for esports. I, I, I'm used to calling. Yeah, for, for I like, forgot yeah. that the first Starcraft yeah. is. That, that, I forgot that the the Starcraft with Brood War and all that is one. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Starcraft. I'm just used to like I Diablo think. two yeah, and so on, and then and and then like like Diablo two, Street Fighter two, like how there's like all these games where like the previous game no one ever talks about. Like <laughs> you know, like like MLG exists, like the Major League Gaming scene exists. You can go on there and you can see. Like, what are the games? Like, here, I can look right now. And it's not a big list. Like, Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Diablo, Heroes of the Storm. Which is, like, pretty much almost all fucking Blizzard games, by the way. Uh, 
And I'm assuming hmm. that's because uh, MOBAs that's pretty like, like League of Legends and Dota are, are not, they don't go through the MLG. Uh, they probably have like, you know, like Steam has their own major league section for uh, Counter-Strike and Dota. And I don't know who yeah, owns League their, of Legends. Their, their in-house tournament. Yeah, but like you can see that. So like MLG apparently is just an Activision Blizzard thing only. But all of their games have a have a competitive scene. And like, what is a competitive Diablo? What the fuck does that mean? I've never <laughs> even heard of this. How do you have a competitive? That's like, just speed I, runs. I I got the most loot yeah. faster than everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it is it just is it just ladder? It is ladder. Like every yeah. new season's yeah. ladder, or is it because the PvP is shit in Diablo? Yeah, like what like, are I you? Remember that sounds doing awful. It, I remember doing it for the novelty of it. Yeah, you go teleport to Act One and you go fight each other outside the gates and so on and steal each other's money like a dick. Uh, but it was never fun, that interesting. You pretty much one shot each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, whoever I think, landed I think anything is... first won. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. looking at like the schedule for Diablo, and Diablo has no events. So this is just I. Th- MLG must just be owned by Blizzard Activision, and they just listed all of their games here as like a. Okay, here's our games. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like, they. I wonder if that's what MLG always was, or if they just did the annoying thing that Machinima did, where they like named themselves a thing that was a th- that people were already using as a name, or like what Let's Play did. Like Achievement Hunter just has a Let's Play channel called Let's Play, and it's like motherfucker, we're all doing this already. <laughs> you can't just call so no, yours look, Let's Play. Or how Machinima doesn't here. even have Machinima, but it's in, called Machinima. In January, it's like, fuck you. In January 2016, video game publisher Activision, Activision Blizzard announced its acquisition of Major League Gaming, uh, a yeah. company whose own esports division is led by MLG co-founder. That's on Wikipedia, though. Yeah, but that is the reason. That is exactly what you're referring to, except with a little bit of less naming. Okay, so, they just, yeah, they just, they just bought they just and they were it. like, easy, clap, clap. Now we own a Major League Gaming. Uh, yeah. Service. Now, now we but, are the major league gaming, even though none of but, our games, almost none of our games, are the top uh, competitive games at all. It's just StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, like, and it, and it's weird. Like I, um, like I said, it's hard to gauge what is the, you know, what are the top, uh, what are the top ML, like what are the top esports games that are being played, and what are their viewer counts, what are their revenues like is like fortnite still makes a lot of money does is that still a thing is like fortnite still a high competitive scene or is it finally like falling off the wayside and just being like a a, a second life game for uh unsuspecting t- like children <laughs> to give them money like well, i don't know what fortnite is, is still one of the best youtube videos ever made like i i don't know it's it's a weird esports is such a weird thing because i i like the idea but I don't feel like anybody is stepping up to make a good execution of it. Like it, it like I just feel like regular sports have a pretty easy, consistent model. They all go onto one stupid television channel and they're all owned by a huge giant league. So like NFL is owned by NFL you know, like all football in the United States is owned by is like under the umbrella of NFL and there's individual owners for the teams, but all of them still just like are under that NFL umbrella. And so if you want to watch football in the, in the United States, it's either owned by NFL or it's like a college league and college football is again, it's like, it's only, iso- it's only localized. That's one of the to- weird elements of like sports is realizing like 
much like how democracy is not real like sports are like this element of like a bunch of companies fighting each other and you have to be like in you have to be an official element of that overall company and you can't just like be like me and my friends are just gonna be a sports team because we want that to is, and we're really good yeah. or whatever it's like that is it's a, a reality very specific of the united states though yeah uh is it do, do, yeah the, remember uh i think it, were, it was earlier this year uh liverpool and a, a few other teams in europe announced that they were gonna do something called the super league or something like that where they were going to establish a, basically a franchise across Europe. That didn't across go Europe. well. That, I, no, that, 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 that reached me because it was such angry news. Yeah, everybody freaked out. And the the reason why they freaked out isn't so much because of the... Uh, it's, it's not necessarily because the, the, the fans wouldn't see their teams playing. It's just that the value that the, that the fans have to the teams is, is just a... a it's just on a different level here. A lot of teams are uh, partly owned by the fans themselves, the people who basically buy shares, and those shares need to be public. Here in Portugal, I think the rules changed to be closer to what they are in the rest of Europe a few years back. But it used to be that the the, the clubs could not be privately owned, even even partially. And then I think it was like 20 years back, they changed it to be halfway. They can be privately owned. Um, but even in the UK, where most of the kerfuffle actually happened, even in the UK, I think it's uh, it's there. There's a there's a lot of big clubs that are partially owned by the. There, there's a specific term for what the association of. Uh, there's a term. I don't know the name of the, the term, but I I know what you're referring to. Like there is still like comes this, in, this element of control, though, of like. Yeah, like you can't just decide to go play this other game with this other league or whatever because there's like an outcry or those or you get stopped. But from they doing do that so. in the U.S. though. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like, like Florida, this is... Lakers, or isn't it the Florida? There's a team in Florida that it plays in in California because that's where the money is or something like that. I don't. I don't mean baseball, like um, that's like a, that's like when a team moves. That's that's not that's well, not really what also, I mean. Especially that's not even changing yeah. leagues or anything. That's just like changing stadiums or something it's well which, it's also kind of convoluted because mm. remember nfl's broken into e, uh, east and west and so oh. uh so like there's rules where certain certain teams literally cannot go against each other uh this is just how the mm -hmm. rules are set up because and it's a yeah but uh, uh baseball and i believe baseball and football uh follow the exact same method i don't know how soccer works in the united states because it's such a or your guys's football um because it's such a, a a nobody sport here, like hockey, soccer, and uh, yeah, hockey and soccer are nobody sport. So basketball, baseball, and football are like the uh, American football mm -hmm. are the uh, the big three in the U.S. Everything else is kind of like, oh yeah, I guess that exists, haha. -ha. Um, <laughs> and, and so I don't know how those ones are set up in turn if they follow the same procedure. If they all have their own little cute uh, mega corporation that then dishes out money to the smaller privately owned businesses um i was just thinking but, about the weirdness of how there's just such a level of control over like anyone that competes in like popular sports and so on like there's things you just aren't yeah. allowed to do and places you're not allowed to compete and a lot of things yeah, like brand that. imaging and stuff yeah like you can't yeah. you can't go like we're gonna go play in this league because we want to like with liverpool or whatever whatever the fuck was going on there or like Oh my goodness, the all the contract mess and like the amount of control on like wrestlers, for example, 
yeah and like the, the things yeah. going on with that kind of stuff with the different leagues we're like oh we're gonna do this new league or whatever and it's like you will be blacklisted from the industry and stuff like that and it's like it's it's, yeah. it's not just simple There's, like there are tournaments and you can compete because you want to and you have a team because you want to be a team it's i think it's yeah, it's all darker than in that sports is is always i think any sport will always have a lot of uh of those backroom machinate they don't need to be even backroom they're just like the politics basically and that happens because the laws or, or the, i suppose the rules change or because the just the, there's more money so that whenever there's more money at stake there's always going to be more there's always going to be people trying to get a bigger part of the pie yeah whether whether they whether they, whether they deserve it or not that's uh, and usually they don't but because you know specifically in regards to you i mean this conversation started because of the when i think it was andrew that mentioned uh college sports or college football and am i wrong in saying that college uh, football players cannot earn um money for for their play time um so yeah they can't be they don't earn a salary uh they mm. can earn sponsorship deals so they are allowed to advertise a coca-cola or whatever the hell um like regular sports stars do but they cannot earn money uh as far as i'm aware they can't earn a salary for their playtime because yeah. they are they are literally not employed by anybody they are just playing a sport for the fun of it it just also happens to be a sport that's like treated with cult-like enthusiasm by the united states so it must be on television you, people must be shouting it. like Sorry, go. I think you're explaining it the other way around, though. You say you say they cannot earn a salary because they're not employed by anyone. What Correct. if you explained it like they cannot? They're not employed by anyone because nobody wants to pay them a salary. Because that's no, really no, no. Crux of, that's but that's not the thing. Is that because so college football is where you get drafted to go play professional football. I know, I know, uh, no, no. and so Which is a it's not that they because it's it's clearly yes. already professional football. Uh, yeah, exactly. yes, it's really but fucking that, gross. That's the thing is like you're you're basically competing because so again because it's a it's a business uh, college football is the job is like the interview for a job so if you do good at that interview then someone will offer you a position at the it's job like a which multi -year is like multi-year internship where you can be permanently disfigured yes mm -hmm. for the so hope you, of maybe yeah. getting to do the real job but also people are already profiting on you in this in the scale of like hundreds of millions of dollars the whole time and, and so, you, and and so that every is the, single worker is an intern <laughs> and so that is the scummy part is that yes these colleges do make a good fat stack off of your generous labor contribution uh with no compensation given to you though in the flip side, you are, but most of those people are usually given scholarships, like full ride scholarships to go play professional football at whatever shitty UC they go to. So, like, if you go to UC California and they have a great football team and you did fantastic in high school football, they'll give you a full ride scholarship. They'll pay for your entire schooling if you come and play football on their team because that football team is what makes them a huge amount of money. And so mm -hmm. it's like this really, it's like a, again, this wouldn't be as much of an, uh, this whole thing would not be nearly as enticing if college wasn't a huge money sink. Like if, if the full ride scholarship didn't exist because everyone got college for free, this would not be nearly as 
uh, profitable as an industry because you can't. Mm-hmm. What do you say to these college kids? You're like, yeah, come play football for me out of the goodness of your heart. I promise it's worth it. And they're like, you could just pay you. them. No. It's not like it's going to cost no, you that no, much. No, you, you can't pay them because colleges don't have money. They yeah, don't have money just, to pay of, them. Of course they, they have pretend. money. They, 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 they have pre- all the problems. He's, yes. he's, he's Co- lying because they're yeah. lying. Colleges, colleges are always poor. Oh, they literally are on the, bank, the brink of bankruptcy every day of their lives. Yeah, and he's so telling their they, lie. Yeah, and so they can't. Yeah, that's you, they can't, yes, you, I understand. Yeah. yeah, and so they can't do this. And so that's why I'm saying it's like, yeah, I, I agree. It's a really insidious. It's a gross uh, It's a gross thing. And this is only recent. Like college football being uh broadcasted nationally and being it's hugely invested is a newer thing this has only sprung up in the last like uh like 20 years before college football was way different college football you still got your full right scholarship but college football was more of uh was more of a training to be in the league like you know you go through Mm -hmm. all this hard work uh because this is what it takes to get into the league and then from there scouts watch your games it's like a you know it's it's more of a hometown pride it was the idea of like yeah the i don't know pick a shitty city like they demand some so kind much of, performance from you and so much like practice and yeah. training all the time that it just dominates your life and runs who you are essentially to the yeah. point where it's completely unfeasible to actually have a job so the fact that they don't even pay you like so that you can actually have like just to take care of yourself is just uh, it's just absurd and then that's this is why this is why primarily the the full right scholarship sounds appealing is because it's mostly people who can't afford to go to college they're grabbing kids who tend to be in situations that like uh don't have the financial stability to to afford a 50 60 thousand dollar a year college um that is so but my god but, i'm sorry your college is just it's so ridiculous so expensive oh yeah, our country's <laughs> fucked up yeah oh it's, i know, I I mean, know those look, are the I, numbers but it's it's just i mean Jesus. let's let's not talk about numerical values in the united states it's not fun <laughs> but the uh but oh, so you know again they're giving these kids that don't have an opportunity to afford college because the system is so fucked and they don't want them there in the first place but wait a second they can provide valuable commercially viable labor for us and so if you just give them this like really cheap affordable free ass education that they get subsidized anyways uh then because uh, like all of those football fields all that stuff is subsidized by the city or the state that you're in so it's not like the colleges is paying to maintain these football fields that they are making profit off of that's just us we do that we pay for those to exist um and so all they have to do the only upfront cost they have to pay for is coaches and um uh coaches and college like college tuition and college tuition is free it, they they decide how much value there is and it's not like these kids don't have to still pay for books they still have to buy their stupid books and they still have to buy their and which they are live on a dorm and, just a scam yeah so it's not it, it, it's it's very insidious insidious it's very gross and this uh, the entire point of a college football team was more in its beginnings was supposed to just be the next stage you know like you have high school people get excited about the high school thing you go to college you go to excited about the college thing and then they have a, you know some of them go to professional and it's like again it's like a hometown feeling you go like oh cool i watched this kid from high school go all the way to the big leagues how i'm impressed with him and now it's a lot less fun now it's a lot of like you have a whole national attention on you people like more people are judging you than ever before and you're not getting any reward or compensation for this attention um 
and uh, and like he said it is very disfiguring like we know for a fact that football is very damaging to people uh specifically yeah. their heads uh it damages yeah. their their brains very much and uh there isn't really anything to do about it you can't just like well i have all these fat stack monies from the nfl i can just fix my brain no bud that's it you get one and it, when you when you start having concussions every fucking match you you get brain damage and you just kind of walk away yep. from that and it's it's not good uh but again this is you know it, it's still all of this is still under the umbrella of of the nfl like there is no other football league these kids can get into it's not like they can spend all of these years training in like college football and then go to like play for some other league it's only nfl that that's their only option and so what that creates is that there's a very 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 limited uh limited slot for like hundreds and thousands of children playing football and so on some level scale it becomes kind of uh it becomes a really stupid waste of time to uh, to invest uh, your body and your your life for like years of your life your whole career uh, is completely your- at the mercy of one like weird corporation collective corporation yeah. thing to choose to give you a future otherwise you just kind yeah. of wasted your time to some extent and also like even if they give you like room and board and food and like keep you alive and clothed and safe but like that's all they do and that's and that's what they do instead of paying you it gets into this weird creepy territory of like the old pre-union like company store where it's like yeah it's like the we'll keep miners ter- we'll that living in a minor you, town but we'll never pay you yep. money we'll pay you our fake company money that you can only use with us that which yep. like yes you it's like the military where it's like you're like taken care of technically but you have no ability to like function in society so you can't really like you don't have any real ability to like leave because you can't be like i'll just go out and use the money i say oh wait I don't have any money saved up because they don't pay me. So I can't be like, I'm going to get an apartment over here and look for jobs in this town or like do anything else, which is why people were usually trapped in those in those factories during the company store days is because they were never they had no societal mobility. Yeah. And the flip side argument here is that, again, at the core of college football is people having paid scholarships. So they are still getting a degree in something. However, that degree uh you know like it kind of it kind of weans based on you know these people are passionate about being football players that's usually what yeah. they want to do or baseball or like soccer, what whatever the hell you're there for. when it's like how much are they and, actually even going to class yeah I've and heard so stuff about college uh athletes where it's like it's like they're just pretending to be students in some cases yeah they, <laughs> usually they, a lot of them will get some kind of like business degree because it's a nothing degree it's a degree where you just say like, yeah, I, I know business. <laughs> and you're like, all right, bud. Well, you're going to still start just at the very bottom. Dr. Stonks. <laughs> and so, yeah. And the, so it's not, you can't gonna, like, and again, there are some, I have seen, uh, of course there are outliers here. There are people who say, yeah, I'm going to do college football. And if that doesn't work out, my fallback's going to be like uh, socioeconomics or I'm going to be a fucking teacher or something. And that's fine. That's a completely like that's a very uh, mature, smart and rational decision. But it kind of also comes down to your and a big thing comes down to your parenting. Like if your parents are in this kind of cultish, insidious uh, assumption that you're going to be the next superstar quarterback, 
then they're going to like push you hard to not focus on anything but football or but baseball, whatever the hell you're there for. And mm -hmm. much like how children actors are, and they're like pushed in this really insidious, like, no, don't have friends, don't have lives, don't do anything else, just practice, get ready, just do your thing. And you don't have these fallbacks when it doesn't work out because it, it, it doesn't work out. Like the, 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 the survivor bias here is so crazy. Yeah. Like the, the people you see in the NFL are like one in millions of people vote, like vying to be in it's this. It's like thing. when you only see the successful and, YouTubers. Yes. <laughs> and which is and generally uh, all the, the only ones you ever find because that's the ones that get shared with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so it's there's a lot of, you know, as America does, there's a lot of really insidiously nasty bad things about what is basically just a bunch of people playing a sport like a silly caveman sport take ball throw ball unga bunga like okay pretty easy but somehow there's like a gross mega like mega corporation well, monopoly corporation behind it all making people's lives worse in like trickle down ways <laughs> so but that's not that's not universal. Apparently, it's unique to the United States that we have created this I, horrible yeah, the, dynasty. The I think what what drives the exploitation of the players in the U.S. is more the fact that it's it works as a it's not it, well it's a franchise so it's not a pyramid scheme but it is a pyramid scheme and it's just a legal one uh, in the sense that Capitalism. you know the ones at the top. <laughs> Yeah, it just a Here, it's, it's a great ad against capitalism because it's just a great reminder that if you don't actively fight against exploitative practices, they'll just find a new excuse. Like, ah, this is where we can do this. See, because it's this part. It's a co it's college, so we're allowed to do this. Like, they will find every fucking loophole to excuse just treating people mm -hmm. like shit and getting away with not giving people their fair share while making millions of dollars. Like, that's every facet of society. If it's not actively yeah. stopped, it'll happen again in another way. And they'll always yeah, find that's, it. Yeah, uh, that's why the there's thing... always that hu humorous, like, over... Because if you like, won't over... do it, someone else will. <laughs> the thing yeah. that you always need to think about is accountability. Who is accountable to whom? It's the the people... Who who are the people at the top accountable for, to? And in capitalism, they're accountable to the people who profit off of them, which usually are just... This, this, uh, they're they're known as the stakeholders, but it's kind of complicated. Uh, what is the the term for like, for example, who is I don't know who's the boss of uh, Apple? Tim Tim Apple. Who's Tim Apple accountable? Tim to? Apple. <laughs> uh, he is accountable to his shareholders. Exactly. That's so, the word. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And shareholders is a very vague term because you. Uh, so technically, he is he is held accountable to the board of directors. And mm -hmm. the board are the people with the majority shares in the company because it's a publicly traded company. So technically, we're all we're we are all the shareholders for Apple if we own a stock in it. But mm -hmm. uh, there are obviously people that have a lot more um, money invested into this company, and so they decide. Uh, they happen to be the ones to decide how companies run to get a return on the investment that they have put into it. So, so if if the if the system that Apple exists in were to be democratic, the accountability wouldn't be to just a, a, a small group of rich people that maybe they don't don't even really use the, the their product products all that much. 
it would be to the actual people who benefit or profit or profit as in you know benefit from using their products those would be the ones that would be uh, that would uh that the boss of apple would be would be accountable to Tim because that apple. would be more democratic right so what happens here in europe as far as i understand it is at least partially there's rules and there's a bunch of legalese and all that uh is for example here in portugal one of the, our big clubs of uh, uh, football clubs um they their president has always been uh, a contentious character and there's there's elections every year for for their president uh or well it's not it doesn't have to happen for every club but for the, that particular club like every year or almost every year there's a new election because a vocal majority of the fans don't like him and he he's just he's he's accused of criminal things and it's it's, it's a big it's a big mess but um those elections go forward because there's a principle of democracy, basically, of just sort of allowing the people who are fans of the club to have a say in where the club goes. And of course, you know, it's there. The the people who are fans of club of the club are not the ones making the decisions. That's where accountability comes in. But the problem is that in a system where profit profit exists, immediately we introduce a, a the. Immediately introduce the 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 sort of role of people's lives are in <laughs> at at stake. It's like when uh, GameStop, uh, when GameStop had the, the the stock thing, a lot of people, a lot of people's money and livelihoods were at stake. It wasn't just for the memes, although for a lot of people it was. But because profit isn't just being people being greedy, although it is, but is it isn't just that. There's a lot of people who have the their their savings and all that sort of stuff and the same happens in football as well so that's why that's it's what keith was saying the you just cannot allow those principles to get into football or sports the principle of profit is just it's counter to to sports it's just bad it's just you shouldn't do, like there's a reason why um i think uh I'm not. I, I actually. I. I. I would need to read up on this, uh, but the. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong or or help me out here. The Olympics. They're all amateurs, right? They're supposed to be amateurs. They're not professional. Uh, oh, I, I have no players. idea. <laughs> no. I'm Olympics. already out of my depth in this whole conversation oh, and okay. Olympics. I know nothing about. Uh, Olympic so, stars are like well. So I guess you could call them not professionals because they aren't mm -hmm. part of a team. Like the the professional basketball Olympic stars are not like current playing basketball stars. Oh, okay, um, but they that doesn't that doesn't mean that they haven't they aren't ex of course yeah basketball yeah, yeah. stars or that they're not like people playing on that level that just are that just aren't drafted for that. Because like so, mm -hmm. technically the like uh, I, it, again, I only know how it works in the United States. The American uh, Olympic basketball team is just like a regular in a, a NBA basketball team. It goes mm -hmm. through the same motions, the same recruiting se uh, section. It just has a, a more rigorous training field because you only get the Olympics like what every every forty years or something. Yeah, if um, you're lucky. And, yeah, if you're lucky, and so yeah, you have to qualify <laughs> for that, right? And also and so. The uh, corona kind of screws it up 
Well, yeah, but but the the, the, <laughs> That's what the I was premise here to. is oh well, like the premise here is that like every four years you get to compete, and hopefully yeah. you make it enough to get into the Olympic Olympics. And mm-hmm. but these people are still so they're not like they are not professionals in the sense that they are not uh, they are not household names. They are not, you know, you're not going to see whoever did the Olympics uh, selling Wheaties until they finish the Olympics. Once they go to the Olympics, then suddenly they are now celebrities. They are people mm-hmm. like, cause they represented like, uh, um, what's his stupid name? I forget his name. Cause I don't really care enough, but the, uh, the, 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 the swimming guy, Tom mm-hmm. Phelps or whatever Phillips or, uh, Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Phelps. I think Phelps, Phelps is right. Whatever. I don't Phelps. know. About I don't know whatever his name, Michael, whoever Michael that Phelps. Guy. Guy. Michael Phelps. Yeah. There you go. Michael yeah. Phelps. Who, that guy and so he was he's just a literal nobody until he went to the olympics but he wasn't some nobody who had never been swimming before he had been swimming Mm -hmm. on a professional level and practicing on a professional level for swimming for years before he went to the olympics so it's something Mm -hmm. you start like again this is just a path you take uh like when you're in high school you say i'm gonna be a professional swimmer and when you get to college you have a you have a two-pronged uh goal you could either go for a well swimming doesn't really have a uh an an nba equivalent but like basketball you could say i'm going to be a professional basketball player and your options here are either you can go to the nba and live this like long ass career playing in uh in the nba or you can take the other route and go and be an olympic athlete which is again, mm-hmm. it's a more rigorous and painful training process, and you may not even make it, and you just get kicked out, and you have accomplished nothing with your career. Um, that's and that's what I was yeah. referring to. There's that, like this sort of, it might change from sport to sport, but at least there's this idea, and this tradition behind sports, that it 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 can't be just for, it can't be primarily for the money, and th- it doesn't mean that obviously. It's not just if you earn money with the sports, ah, that's not sports. You're just you're corrupting it. I'm not defending like a, a, an extremist point of view here. What I'm saying is that when you introduce profit to any system, to any system, you always need to be very, very careful about what incentives those uh, that profit is gonna is gonna create. And in if if nobody's if if the people on top are not accountable to anybody or even worse if the only people that are accountable to are the people profiting off of their of their uh like you know if basically a boss of a company tries to make the company as as uh, as rich as possible and if there's people who are like sort of well they're par- they're parasites basically at the end of the day they're hooked well, up, it's hooked like, on why is that- activision such a bad horrible company that makes every wrong worst choice oh because they're their literal only incentive is to make the people that are happy that are only happy when the number go big. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's the only it, thing. It, that's all. There's no yeah. there's no morality element. There's no additional factors. It's just literally like make this one number go big no matter what. Well, it's literally like playing is... you're literally playing a German tabletop game and there's just a victory point condition and that is the only thing that exists. <laughs> there, I think there is a, you say there's no morality. There is a morality that they just don't care about it. Because, like, the people on top, they know. They know that their company, in, you know, if, we, if we're going to talk about Activision, we can talk about oh, yeah, Activision that's, that's or that's we my can point, talk about like, NFL. It's the, uh, it's they the, know, exactly. the morality well, exists in the world. They exist in the context of a society. But mm-hmm. the morality is not a victory point condition. Yeah. 
Basically, it's like yes, if you absolutely. find out that like murdering a bunch of farmers is how you get all your points in Carcassonne or whatever. It's like you're gonna kill those farmers because like yeah, who's that's what the who, game is. Who cares if they're light side or dark side in the tabletop game? It's just how you get the victory points. Like that's how companies are run. It's like it's just if there's just choices that give you victory points and choices that don't. And that's most yep. of capitalism and its callousness is basically just broken down by if you just think about it in terms of like German style tabletop games, which are the ones that are very much like point oriented. There's always like there's always like victory conditions based around points and they're always a bu about built around like making this this engine to get points. And the theming is just sort of like a light context around that. But you could play them without any of the theming and still like danger... have a game. I think the danger is believing that anybody who gets to the top of a system like that can be good. Because the, it isn't about what they made those... literally every horrible choice that better people they got there, refused yeah. to do, which profited them, which is why they're on top. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because they get it's, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what billionaires goes inside their are bad people. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely. If they were Absolutely. good people, they wouldn't be billionaires. They wouldn't be. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Because I think the problem is that we tend to, we are humans. We empathize, um, and it, we when somebody tells us that they have our best interests at heart, they might even have our best interests at heart. Like when Google says "Don't be evil," they don't say it anymore. Uh, but <laughs> when their motto was supposed to be "Don't be evil," we we sort of. Oh, that's nice. Ah, <laughs> look at them. They're going to make sure that they benefit as much as possible and profit off of their all their software and all that as much as they can. But they're not going to be evil. Ah, they must be nice. And and this the sort that sort of empath empathization that maybe gets like Bill Gates is a is a, a darling in many people's eyes or or what's the guy from Tesla? The the weed Elon guy, Musk. I don't remember. Elon Musk. The other weed guy. <laughs> Additional <laughs> yeah, uh, weed or, guys. Like we we look at those um, we look at those billionaires and that was such a calculated uh, PR move. Yeah, I mean it's, most most of stuff that I'm gonna billionaires go on the do Joe is a calculated Rogan PR. experience and do a weed, and that'll make people love me more. Meanwhile, yeah, I run show, a company where people get fired for this, but don't look at that. Also, I got all my money off of blood mining in <laughs> South Africa. Oh, yeah, he's a nightmare person. Literal <laughs> slaves and children. It's just the worst thing. The more you look into them, it's just... It's like Bill... Uh, I think Bill Gates for me was like the the, oh, the eye-opener because I knew, he, I knew he was scum from a long time ago, but uh, there's a different style of being scum when people say, oh, look at him breaking the competition software to get a, a leg up. Or look at him being like stealing the original Windows code and making a profit off of it. That's bad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But it isn't as bad as as, uh, as uh, giving money to... Then there's Elon Musk's greatest crime, which was going on Saturday Night Live and not knowing what Wario sounds like. <laughs> uh, it's what? impressive... It's impressive how uh, Elon was, Musk they, is cl is like clearly just ma wearing a mask. He's such a fake gamer girl. Yeah, and, and he people doesn't just know can't shit stop. about video games. He couldn't even do. He couldn't get through a fucking SNL skit about Wario, where he just sounded like Wario successfully. 
like not even a bad impression he just it was just not an impression of wario he doesn't know what wario sounds like and he played him for an entire skit that was presumably his idea because it's a shitty yeah. pandering gamer thing but his his, his, his his fucking understanding of video games is so shallow despite being half of his brand that he's like uh mario Am I right? I'm such a nerd because I know Star Wars guys. The first like he's such, he's doing such an impression of a gamer the whole fucking time. And it's so fucking <laughs> yeah. exhausting because it's so easy to it's... tell. But people are so desperate to have their fucking nerd billionaire to hero worship that they're just they're just willfully ignorant of it because it makes them feel better. And it's like, no, there's no good part of this. He's both there's... not you and he's a shitty, horrible person. There's no win. There's also <laughs> I really hate the the really uh, fun disconnect people do where they say, like, he's doing it to troll people. He knows that it's wrong. And it's like, no, no, no. he's just actually that dumb. He's like that. You can't you, like there's a difference between somebody who is willingly Why trolling. Would... That's that's actually exactly. like a comedic thing. Comedians do that. And he's not doing it in a comedic also, sense. He is literally that stupid. <laughs> like, also, why would people think that he know that he's doing it on purpose? Where what kind of intelligence has he shown? Like in that regard, anyway. That well, he's shows presumed that he's to be a genius purpose. by default because if you're rich, that means that you're literally all of the best virtues American society could ever create in a person, including being a genius and beautiful and passionate and on the right side of history because richness is seen as a moral victory in this it's country because, yeah exactly it's, they're conflated yeah exactly that's that's the issue though uh, like the winning at life or it's like the winning at life is just how, it's it's the whole thing about money being like people will say this unironically saying that your bank bank account is basically your score in life and the higher it goes the the, the better you you are at life the more winning you have done and they, uh -huh, and jokes on them. I have 15 bank accounts, and they all have numbers <laughs> on them. So I have more banks than all of them you, combined. You play more games at the same time. Uh, the uh, your safe's coming. No, the, <laughs> exactly. But, but like that, saying that is not that. That's that. That needs to be a satire. Because if you say that unironically, you don't understand the problem with equating the, the, the being the, being successful in capitalism with the goodness. Or with success, well, with success, well, it, well success is relative all the time, right? Because if you I don't mean, set out to do something, you're not successful, you know. You're, you're, I mean, you, you have can, to remember. You, always... mm -hmm. you have to remember that people, like well, the average, the average person here, is like a middle class, middle in quotations, middle class American, and they're they they feel like there's a relatability there. They feel like they are on the ladder. They're they're part of the staircase, climbing to that goal. And they don't understand that they aren't even on the same, like they're not even on the same playing not, field. Yeah. Like a per, like a billionaire is on a on like a one of those escalators going up. They don't have to do anything. The, the escalator just keeps going. Where you're gonna have to climb, and your staircase is so tall that by the time you get to where they even are, you had to have died hundreds of times to get there. Like there's not enough yep. lifetimes for you to make it up there. And people use these like minor, tiny insurmountable people <laughs> with like small like small wins like you take mark zuckerberg or bill gates and you say well they didn't come from blood money and it's like bill gates was at a fucking a very expensive college he wasn't it's not like he was going to like you know like little uc local town he was going to like an actual university 
uh same with mark zuckerberg he was going to like wasn't it like yale or or uh harvard and these know. are like yeah, but... these are in, these are incredibly expensive schools and hard to get into so they already have this financial backing that's like way more than you'll ever get and so that financial backing is a safety net a safety net that you'll never have access to and it like bill gates just quit college he just, just didn't have to because he he just he went to college got what he needed and then bought happened to buy this shitty dos application turn it into to windows and but boom but like that's that's a, that's a you can't do that that's the thing it's like you you yourself cannot do that because you don't have all of the factors that led you up to getting to that point and people keep forgetting that they think there's like this oh, yeah, it's really common that, for rich any sort of rich individual or company to exploit a system in order to get where they get and then immediately try to make what they did illegal <laughs> like yeah. how the uh, fucking disney corporation <laughs> made their career off of uh i was want to say open Stealing source other uh, pub properties. public domain properties oh, and then yeah. immediately fucked with public domain so that none of their stuff would become public domain because we can't have yeah. people profiting off of our stuff what would happen if star wars just became public domain i guess it'd probably be better it would be nice, actually, if Star well, they Wars did was, that. was just like Sherlock and Lovecraft, and it was just like a thing that anyone could just do stuff with. That'd be so much better. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, I, I still I haven't watched any of the movies, and honestly, the more time passes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, no. <laughs> I, really, I, 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 like personally, I personally don't think Star Wars has an interesting enough premise to hold itself up already on its own, and I don't think it has enough to hold itself up like in an open market. Like... Star Wars at its core is a really boring story of good versus evil with... There definitely isn't nearly as much material as there is with, like, Sherlock yeah. to have a mythos yeah, like, in, a, in, a, in a thing. Mm -hmm. You can not, keep not, making not movies, shit up. Like, you could, you, could take a, you could take a Jedi and say, like, this is Jedi butt sniffer McBees, and he went on an adventure to go kill a bunch of Sith on some planet you've never the, heard of. And the you're extended like, universe, oh, people are going to be so angry at right. us. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It, but it's weird like you can take any kind of star wars story and you go like let me guess there's a jedi and he meets a sith and they fight and it's like yeah. and it's always the last oh. jedi always and, but it's always like a jedi alone or a jedi and uh like in hiding or running away or something because you're not going to pick the height of the jedi order you're not going to pick like when everything was peaceful and good because then it's boring you're like, like a star wars uh, was based partially based on that one japanese director's movies samurai director mm -hmm. guy yeah uh i knew the name uh, but yeah the seven samurai thing the, the yeah. whole the whole like samurai cowboy setup is kind of important the lone ranger sort of situation yeah but, but literally that, the lone the, ranger i haven't seen the lone ranger <laughs> it boxes you into a really boring story yeah because all I you get is oh yeah all you get is like a good person overcoming an evil situation or you try to subvert it by saying like oh that good person died which is like yeah i know i watched the movies the only jedi <laughs> left is like that lame guy who was wearing a fucking stupid chuck e cheese outfit like it's a cool, franchise dude. about fighting fascism that has relatively little interest in actually interrogating that fascism well i mean and the closest, on Disney, the closest they fascism. ever got was the trilogy people hate <laughs> yeah, the, as the far as I know, it, that's the prequels true. were the most interested in actually discussing the fascism part. I wow. think for me, the the issue with Star Wars, it's not just the issue with Star Wars; it's the issue with franchises that aren't grounded in 
like uh, you say that it's the same premise, but Star Wars isn't about its premise because the premise really is just about there's this person who maybe doesn't know their parents and they go into an adventure <laughs> with whatever i don't know but that's the premise it's, of a it... movie the backdrop is the the fact that they're jedi and there's light sign and there's it that's the backdrop that's sort of the setting you can do anything with you want with the setting the it's not like for example you know what I mean? Is there's a, a distinction between a premise and a. And a uh... It's our one million views idea. Is Colonel tries to explain the plot of Star Wars without watching any of them. <laughs> I think Just I like... know how it goes. So the first episode is is not the first episode. Is the fourth, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the first yeah, episode is not the first episode. It's a good start. <laughs> And there's Sorry. this dude that flies around in a spaceship that isn't his, and he doesn't do it very well. But everybody <laughs> thinks he's very cool. He then gets a bunch of friends i think one of them is the wookie and then the, the robots and then i think he goes and fights the dark vader one that and throws him down a, a ventilation shaft in the, in the the big space ball that i don't know the name death star that's the one i, I mean so that's that's uh, fourth episode right am i am you, i you is, have genuinely not watched any star wars no yeah that's impressive that's the fourth one it no, took me a while to figure out, and I'm still not entirely sure if the main character was Han or Luke in your story. They might be the same person in my head. But there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, correct Star you because I want you to keep going. <laughs> so that's the fourth episode. The fifth episode, uh, which is, it was called the episode five, I think, originally, goes, uh, so the Leia gets kidnapped, I think. And then she has to wear a skimpy dress. And, of course, the boyfriend can't tolerate that. Uh, and then goes and saves her. But then, surprise, she's your sister. And then he says, no! And he's very famous. <laughs> and uh, wow. I think at the end he gets frozen in, like, a, this big jelly thing that's like a... It's not jelly. It's like this metal thing. And I don't, is he the one that gets frozen or does he freeze the enemy? Actually, I don't uh, know. Neither, actually. Surprisingly, it's neither of those answers. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> he, he's he's got to keep going. He's got to keep... Okay, can't, that's episode five. Tell in my head. It, it, I, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Someone does get frozen, but uh, <laughs> okay, neither of those options was right. Yeah. And then in episode six, which is the culmination of the trilogy, um, I, I really... I'm sorry. I, I haven't watched the movies. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I have you, no you, idea. You, you covered all of episode six in both of the other episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, like only every the bits that, you, yeah. you covered more episode six plot points than any other episode. Oh, come on. Well, I guess there you go. Uh, all right. So prequel trilogy. What happens? The, pre I, the Oh, the prequel. Uh, okay. So it starts off with a kid, the kid uh, that cries a lot. Um, and uh, the Jedi go, oh, you can't cry. Shut up. You're a baby. And then he becomes really angry. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, so, my God, the yep, prequels someone, are impossible to know. Someone watched Pop Culture Detective. <laughs> I, I, I might have. I, the prequels are impossible. I have no idea. I know that they, at one stage... I mean, you got the emotional uh, core of the trilogy. That's, yeah, Shut fair. up, baby. Stop crying. <laughs> and then, I, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to become Hitler then. <laughs> and then everybody everybody claps. Uh, I that mean, was the, that sort was the, of, I guess. There are several yeah. parts where everybody claps in all the movies. But Star Wars probably the, not the at best, the Hitler if, part. If you're never sure about what the plot of Star Wars is, it's always a boy with daddy issues. 
and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's every God. Star Wars. That's right, the prequels so are about a boy with daddy issues fighting his dad and losing. Wait, wait, stop before you go. Uh, he's got to do the sequel trilogy. Oh, the sequel. No, that's the oh, easier one, yeah. I think, because I was in okay. theater. So uh, the go first one it. is basically the fourth episode, but with new characters. So that's easy. Um, and oh, then the Mary Sue as well. Many Mary Sues show up. Uh, an army of many them. an army many of, of mary sues yeah it's just like they, they were called the, the many sues <laughs> then the second one uh is is the good one where they actually don't have dumb tropes and uh ask interesting questions about the characters that they built i don't know the plot i'm sorry and then the third <laughs> one is the one where everybody everything goes ape shit and there's a dagger in space pointing at a planet <laughs> And okay okay and that's it that's, that's i it. mean everything's technically in space so you're right yeah i guess <laughs> fair enough there's not any not space in existence that's, except for whatever yeah, is so, not in space i guess yeah, yeah I, think the, I, I think the sequel trilogy is the one with the least amount of context here uh there's not a lot <laughs> going on but i really don't know uh, what in yeah so so the prequels are about are about a child uh uh coming coming to terms with disliking his father figure and fighting him later and losing uh and then becoming a bad father himself which then leads into the original trilogy which is about a boy who doesn't know his father and ends up going to fight his father and winning um and that in turn creates a situation in the sequel where the real main character isn't actually ray it's uh um what's his face uh the boy forget his name now. Okay, it's ren yeah kylo ren is the main character and it's about him having ben daddy issues solo. uh and oh, that's when, when he, he kills his, the wall yeah when he the, kills his dad he realizes that, that it wasn't actually daddy issues he's just a, a mentally unstable child your daddy read to, just made me realize that all three sequels are about killing a father figure basically yes i'm not joking this is literally the entire premise of the movie it's about boy has dad issues and fights dad at the end that's it every fucking star wars trilogy is about fighting yeah, your dad but in the sequel trilogy like, it's every movie <laughs> Well, yeah, in, in every in the sequel trilogy, everyone's fighting a dad, which is like because <laughs> you have to you have to condense all of the original trilogies into its own movie each time. Because apparently, that's like what the sequel trilogy's <laughs> mo was. Was like, how do we condense all of the original Star Wars movie into one movie three times? And like that was the outcome they got, which is um, great. Yeah. It's it's great. I I, I great love it. I can't wait. Word. I cannot wait until the next uh, three episodes come out, and it's just going to be literally like the original trilogy every fifteen minutes of a two-hour movie. I and mean, so look, you're just look having to like the Disney remakes of the original trilogy. How oh, do you no. even do that? They're doing actually, it to all their other properties. I really hope that the the remake for the original trilogy. Uh, be I hope it's done a remake. It's going to be full of annoying metatextual jokes about how, like, what? A parsec isn't a unit of time? Who winks at camera? I kind of hope they, they use they'd... parsec as time? Oh, no. Yeah. They, I, yeah, because really... it was just a throwaway line. But then fucking this fucking stupid solo movie ha- spends half of its runtime explaining how oh, someone was no. able to get uh, to, to a distance in X number of parsecs or less. 
and they retconned it to be like a shortcut he took through a space vortex or something. That's They're, not ah, necessary. If it's a throwaway line, yeah. you can be jokey about it. No, every throwaway thing that people have been like joking about as being a quote unquote plot hole for the last 40 years, but it never really mattered actually, ha- is what all the new movies are about. All of Rogue oh One God. exists as a movie just because the Death Star had an exhaust vent that was the weak spot in the original Star Wars. And like, that's a plot hole. We have to explain it with a whole movie. And it's a bad movie. That only makes course. more plot holes. But yes. that's okay. We don't have to talk about that. Um, Not even Mads Mikkelsen could save it. I'm really hoping that the the redo, when they when Disney eventually goes back and redoes the original trilogy, they decide to just like throw it all to the wall and make the main character Mickey Mouse. And I hope it's uh-huh. like Mickey, Mickey going through this it's journey. Just Star Wars, and like, Kingdom Hearts. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I hope that like Darth Vader is goofy. So like when he take that he like takes the mask off, he's like, "Gosh, Mickey, you did it! You saved the empire!" Like, <laughs> and I want Donald to be Palpatine. Like that sounds great. Where he's like, "Kill him! Kill him!" <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when Darth Vader electrocutes, he's like, <laughs> and he like flies off the ledge. <laughs> I, no, no, Luke, I am your father, Max. <laughs> oh no, oh no, it has to be Max. It can't be Mickey because it has to be Max. It has to no. be Max. It's too good if it's Max. <laughs> I unironically do want a a, a big, stupid, goofy movie or whatever it's called sequel to be a Star Wars remake of a new one. Wait, even better. Empire. I want, I want the prequels to be. I want Obi Wan to be goofy, and I want Darth Anakin to be Max. That would be better. Because could you imagine? He's like, Max, I have the high ground. (laughs) 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 And he just leaves his burning son on the ground. (laughs) Your empire. (laughs) I don't know any of the lines. Uh, Could you imagine him finding like, it's like old Goofy finding a young Mickey. that's just confusing uh it would be great and then oh and then you have like you can replace r2d2 with pluto he's just the dog but he's just looks like a robot that would make some sense what about who c3po i don't know who c3po is that's a tough one i guess you can make c3po like uh make the three little uh minks the little things just put it inside of a case and it's like I don't know. I'm running. I'm running out of Disney characters. This is reminding like, me mostly how much I don't like any of the Disney roster outside of Goofy and Max. What what's the name <laughs> of the little the little minks? The, what are they called? They are, are they squirrels? What are the little three? Are you t- talking about Chip and Dale? Chip and Dale. Oh, is, the rescue no, rangers. Want, isn't that one like, where there's three? I thought yeah, a, Chip and Dale group, might be the one. A group I'm who's oh, you think of the chipmunks? Alpha oh, and the chipmunks, chipmunks are yeah, not Disney. Them. Well, no, I mean, oh. you could be thinking think. of Rescue Rangers, and Rescue Rangers is Chip, uh, Chip, Dale, and the girl. Um, oh, it could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Chip the you want, you want, like, you, Chip and Dale is also want, just like, such an obvious adult joke slipped in there as, like, the name of the entire you, thing. You want, like, Chip and Dale standing on each other's shoulders to make C-3PO? Yeah, that's why it walks funny. That's why it walks funny. 
it's, it's, like, it's, like t- t- it's like two fucking chipmunks in a robot suit pretending to be somebody. Exactly. And then when that when the head gets lost on that part that is very problematic for the nature of, <laughs> of robots, it makes sense. Because <laughs> one of them's in the head, the other one's in the body. Yeah. It's just exactly. rolling around. It's like, it's, like when, yeah. it's, like, it's like when somebody has a horse mascot and it's two people. Oh, exactly. fuck. Does that mean like... Does that mean... <laughs> Does that mean, uh, what's his face? Does that mean, like, Count Dooku is Pete? That would be great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, that'd be I fantastic. Can't help you uh, there. I don't know. Count Dooku sounds like a made-up name, like, Buttworth it, or something. <laughs> it was that one actually that's I mean, been in more movies than anyone ever. Uh, wait, who and is... And now he's dead. Who's, oh, who's Yoda? a bad summary of somebody's career. <laughs> he was in more movies than anyone ever, and now he's dead. Uh, he played Saruman. Oh, Christopher Lee? Yeah, Christopher Lee yeah. played Count Dooku. He, he, he does Star Wars? My yeah, God, he's that in, man. He's in every... I mean, his IMDb is like Neeson, 400 like, movies. Liam Neeson is in the, fir- is in the first Star Wars prequel. Like, he's is he Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. He's the... Yeah. Make it so, right? And I guess he's still in movies. I thought he like self-destructed when he had that creepy quote about wanting to murder somebody. Probably oh, yeah. I, I saw that. That was like distressing for several reasons but also i was like why did you just volunteer this did you decide that this interview is just the end of your career but like i've seen another movie he was in so i'm like i guess he i don't know if that actually had the fallout i thought it was gonna have but i, th- I thought his career was it over with does. that conversation i was like what the That's fuck not... why did he do this yeah. yeah i can't think of a yoda character for disney i don't know who like would play yoda uh i don't know the disney pantheon oh! very well i don't you care can, about any of them you can just you can switch it up and have Kermit the Frog be Yoda. Um, oh no! Don't remind me that Disney like snatched yeah, up Disney, fucking. Yeah, Disney owns sad. Jim Henson Corporation, so they that's can just a, put fucking. That's a really sad <laughs> they story. They own everything. They own they can everything. Put Kermit in. A yeah, but Jim Henson specifically is like a really sad story about how they how they got it. That's I don't like any of that. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think any of Disney's acquisitions were a fun story to talk about. No, like. It's not. It's, it's not as a yeah. thing. But that was like yeah, a of feud for a while. Well, I mean, it's and also a, more a, depressing when you realize that like he died before, like he died without having really any of the things he wanted happening. Oh yeah, because so, at the core of this whole story is a guy is a, a guy that worked. He overworked himself so hard for so long that he just died one day in the middle of all these productions at a really young age and. Then people mm. just kind of tried to keep going, like, "Oh, fuck, he's just dead." Yep. It's like yep. the Disney story about how Disney died, except you actually care. Because <laughs> uh, no, who Disney gives a killed shit himself because he's a fucking idiot. Like, hey, Walt, maybe you should stop smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Nah, busted unions, smoke. and I'm now he's smoke. dead. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm kind of seeing a problem here, but. Did he actually die because of smi- smoking too much? Yes, he died of lung cancer. Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Walt, Walt Disney. Walt Disney uh, was a notoriously heavy smoker, and against every fucking person who told him otherwise, including the stupid horrid amount of money he had that had access to doctors that no one could have, telling him, "Walt, you're gonna fucking die." It's like, nah. He was, he was the original anti-masker. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he just, he, he knew what level. he wanted in life 
and it's he the same got level it. of of uh, self destruction and and uh, I mean it's not because I think it's not that's not even self destruction that's just like when when you're it's, used to just you're the one who says it how it is it's it can be difficult for you to for you to, to take in any uh, information besides just like no I know how the whole world works every every choice I've ever yeah, made has worked yeah. out so far. Because because the, there's two things that the play survivor's whenever survivor's bias just poisons your whole mind. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's there's two things that play at the same time. For one, you need to admit that somebody else knows a little bit better than you what whatever it is. Either it's smoking or it's masks or it's vaccines. And on the other one, it's uh, you all you need to acquiesce to them. So you need to change. Not only do you need to admit that you know, don't know as much as you maybe wanted to, but also you need to change the way you act based on that fact. So it's it's a double whammy of of you just sitting the fuck down and knowing your place because you're not a doctor and then you smoked yourself to death which i think it's case, more of, wasn't he a terrible I don't person think anyway so i don't think it's that he thought he knew better i think it was more if he just didn't care he no, didn't care yeah, it's that not, that was the risk like he I'm just not saying he yeah i'm not saying like it's a conscious thing maybe he, did, he like he probably knew they probably admitted in his uh, even to other people but the, the like it's it's sort of like a it's not it's not that's it's one thing to say it it's another thing to do anything about it and and to believe it it's like it's like the adage about teenagers thinking they're invincible like they don't yeah. say it out loud unless that's sort of like a bad script but there's that like that the behavior reflects it the idea mm-hmm. in a I not just, entirely I, I literal sense I think yeah. for him, there just wasn't any benefit to quitting. Like, quitting smoking didn't really provide any positive outcomes. It only ma- would make his life more painful and stressful. So it's probably better yeah, to just keep smoking there's... and not have to, I don't know, endure re- the whatever threat comes with owning a giant media corporation. Well, it's a theme park corporation first, I guess, but... The, I'm I'm also yeah I'm in talking about smoking I am ignoring the addictiveness of it so it's slightly different than wearing a mask, but yeah because I mean he grew up smoking like this yeah, man has been smoked, be... smoked all his fucking life so it's not like he picked yeah, it up course. in a sense yeah, of like he's an addict basically uh, so it, yeah it's a, it needs treatment not not it's not just yep. a matter of of deciding or wanting to. Granted, I will say his arrogance was uh, the the height of his arrogance was not understanding that unfiltered cigarettes are far worse than filtered cigarettes, uh, Hmm. which was a weird decision on his part, because I don't know how you even enjoyed unfiltered cigarettes. To be honest, you had to have been a lunatic because (laughs) it's like the nastiest, unpleasant taste possible. And that man smoked two packs of unfiltered cigarettes like fuck man you might as well just like put guns in your mouth and shoot yourself because it's probably less painful i don't know what the hell you're thinking that is a lot of smoking. crazy my god that's a lot of smoking like <laughs> i don't know so man much. that's it's a lot I mean, of he smoking didn't do anything he owned a super company so like uh, he has time to do it but still oh, I, that's, that's right not that's even true i i had plenty I'm of sure, time yeah. and i still couldn't smoke two packs of cigarettes a day that's a lot of say, you're literally say, spending this, more this time smoking coming from somebody that had to like leave during most let's play recording sessions to go get like a carton yeah <laughs> and he's and saying like, that that's I, a lot of smoking that's a lot of smoking man and like i and i i like i worked from home i could have just smoked i could smoke literally all day and it still wasn't enough to smoke two packs of cigarettes like that's 
That's literally smoking in your home every single like The only every, thing holding you back was you forcing yourself to do it outside. Yes, basically. Like, if I maybe if I didn't have to go outside, which I guess Walt didn't have to, he owned everything. Uh, it's like he, <laughs> yeah, didn't he live? You know, didn't he live basically in Walt in uh, Disney World or? Well, uh, yeah, he lived in like the he lived in the fire. He lived above the fire station in Disneyland. Oh, did he? Uh, but yeah, he did. That was his. Uh, that was his house. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, that he his house was above there, and so it was. And like a funny twist is he got his. He would go outside in the morning uh, as the park opened and pick up his paper, which was on the ground in front of the stupid fucking firehouse. <laughs> so he like, and people are just walking into Disneyland. And he's just like, "Hey, how's it going? Getting my." in my paper and goes upstairs and it's like smoking that was a thing. three you cigarettes just, in the process yeah like you could basically encounter walt disney having a cigarette coming outside and you're just like oh look honey there's the guy who made all this and he's just mm-hmm. like nah well yeah. he owns the people who made all this yeah don't not to be elon uh, musk conflated but with those being the same I, things well, okay, there is a little bit of fairness to give here, is that uh, uh, he he was, much like uh, Steve Jobs, he had a lot of hand in the creative process. He didn't have the labor. Mm-hmm. He definitely wasn't the laborer here, but he wasn't... He was the I, original he just animator, saying, like, right? Oh, yeah, like, the whole he thing was, was happening because he got, like, fascinated with, like, seeing a train set or something. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, he, he, was, uh, no he, was, he got fascinated with uh, a theme park. He, started, he went to a theme park as a kid. Oh, and yeah. that that theme park inspired him. The train in Disneyland was because, like, later on, after he already made Disneyland, he needed a hobby, which wasn't creating yeah. a theme park. And so his hobby was trains. And so he got so involved with train hobbies, he almost got divorced because he built a fucking train in his backyard. And so the compromise here was instead of having a train in his fucking backyard, he would build one in his stupid theme park. <laughs> and so that's where the train in Disneyland exists, because otherwise he wouldn't have been married. So I guess good mm. job. But the um uh but yeah, no, he I mean he he creatively was in charge of all of the like of the designs. He had yeah. the plan for the worlds, he had the plan for how things looked. He just had Imagineers help him design the the Basically, it's like he had a story in his head and he asked someone else to write the dialogue is how you would describe it. So that's, he sat that, there and was like, I, yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say that's, that's usually the story with old companies back, back then that survive up until now. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of companies that were big at the time, uh, much bigger than, than Disney, uh, but they haven't survived up until now because they didn't have that leader person that would then eventually be superseded by groups of people that are now there's, in charge of disney but yeah like, there's like think there's a misnomer was a little bit like that and uh there's there's some companies that i can well there's ferrari there's what i'm thinking of right now of the, from the 50s that are basically yeah. one person for working for the same uh, way too yeah yeah there's um, there's definitely a lot of examples but the, at the time yeah. there were already companies that were enormous like specifically companies in aviation and uh milling and uh m- mining and gas and those companies just sort of have come and gone because they they don't have the same holdover or the same sort well, of well it's not the same there's not the same thing yeah right there's a there's a there's a it's it's not as if that they are you know like uh, steve jobs didn't make an iphone that's not his thing he didn't like revolutionize the world no, the people All he in did, the factory with the suicide nets did well, yeah, they physically made it, but the people who designed the iPhone uh, were people that, were, well, yeah, like engineers research. and intelligent people. 
Um, But Steve's power was being able to corral these people and get them to make the thing. People saying, like, you can't make a touchscreen phone, Steve. It's fucking stupid. And he's like, no, you're fucking stupid. If you don't bring me a phone tomorrow, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and, like, it's not, it's not good. It. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, I'm not saying he's a good person, but that's why those things exist is because you have this, like, asshole vision, who's basically. in charge of a, who's in control of a company, and people are subservient to that asshole. But the asshole is not incorrect in his vision he is correct that the product that he is wanting to get made is a product that is going to make a lot of money the problem is is that the only way to make it is by exploiting people and punishing them in a way that pushes them in an uncomfortable place and the you know you have you have the stories of like apple people apple engineers who like they made the iphone and just fucking never did technology again it murdered their entire enthusiasm for ever being in the field and you can say that's a success. Hey, we did it. We built an iPhone. Now everyone is a fucking iPhone at the cost of corpses. But, you know, what's progress without a little bodies? And that's like, that's how Disney worked. Disney was the same way. You have to, yeah. he had a vision and he pushed as hard as he could for the vision at the expense of a lot of things like unions and, uh, <laughs> and you know, healthy boundaries between work and uh Uh, between work and uh, personal life like a lot Mm of a lot of things uh a lot of sacrifices had to be made that would have not needed to be made if you know we lived in a better world Uh, and in exchange all we got was disneyland and i don't think it's a fair trade-off i think it's a shitty like trade-off but like that's how those things exist which is why you can see which is why you're talking about when those people die those companies stop innovating because like Tim Apple isn't a very good CEO. He Tim can't do Apple. what Steve does. Uh, I mean, hey, no, look, if the I president think, called him that, then that's you. what his name is. Yeah, that's what we're referring um, to. Let me challenge you but, there yeah. though. Uh, because you're, you're, uh, we, need to, we need to think that in a lot of big companies, Google is a great example of this, but every other big company does that. Microsoft, Activision, uh, especially in, in technology uh, or rather in uh, information technology rather than other companies. What they do is they apply a scatter gun sort of technique like because you think about you said steve jobs have had the right idea when they he made the iphone but he also he had the idea about the the imac before that colorful screen uh computer yeah. that yeah the the or the there was the original ibook as well i think it was an ibook that was just like a, a portable computer um that was also all colorful back in the 2000s and uh, they shifted all the Mac. I think it was because of him that they shifted to PowerPC, the all their platforms from Intel to PowerPC. I think they, they started off as, as Intel in the 90s, or, uh, and then they shifted. And so he made a lot of wrong decisions at uh, at Apple. And, there, and in fact, the, the reason why he oh, was yeah, sacked, he just I mean, they, kicked, they kicked him out. The <laughs> yeah, the, he got kicked out because he made wrong decisions. And not wrong decisions as in, like, uh, it's one thing to say that, that it was... It's like how people uh, remember the uh, Trump becoming president, but they don't remember him trying to sell steaks at like a clothing store. Yeah, all or the six or seven <laughs> companies that he bankrupted, or his airplanes that had golden toilets. Uh, general toilet net negative at running business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it because it, it? But the, that's how big companies work, though, because the success, the return is so enormous for a big company that it is okay to fail a lot. And then and and, uh, and, uh, and so what they do? Not in Apple's case. Not Apple's Apple case, case was very close to running out of failures. Exactly. <laughs> Microsoft was the one that saved them, basically. 
but uh, uh, that, that my, was a different reason. They did that to to avoid a huge lawsuit in Monopoly because basically oh, that was they part of the reason, though. No, that was the, the whole reason. If 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 Apple didn't survive, Microsoft would have been in a lot of trouble because they were the only computer company. And oh, what do you I do? What, you what do you? Th- you're a mega corp. You're like a mega monopoly. Every computer in the in the planet was using Windows. And if you don't mm-hmm. have competition, which Microsoft isn't going around making, then you're gonna have a hard time surviving. Yeah, I see what and, you mean. Uh, in a in a poli- in a land where monopolies are illegal, um, open monopolies are illegal. So like Apple had to survive, which was yeah. the only reason Apple survived. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah, say isn't so the close. world or at least American economy like? more monopolistic now than it was before they started breaking up monopolies yeah yes yeah absolutely it's it's absolutely ridiculous like i said like i said before they'll always find the loophole or the excuse well so it's uh it's not that it became more monopolistic it's that we well it's not we it's it's more that uh well you have republicans constantly defanging the fcc and the less power the FCC has to break up corporations or have the money to go through and deal with all of these different acquisitions and mergers and going, actually, no, we did research and like Disney owning 90% of all global media is actually a bad thing for the economy. So let's like not let that happen. Uh, instead of them having that authority and power, they have like less money, less time. And it's like the IRS. The IRS would work fantastically in getting all of those uh, <clears throat> people who don't pay taxes if they had money to, uh, you know, to afford paying people to do research and finding those people who don't pay taxes. Uh, but if you keep defunding those institutions, then they become yeah. far less useful. Because the and people so the with FCC the most is... money have the most ability to then actually pay for the outcomes they want in the government. Yeah. And so then yeah. the government so the... doesn't care about rich people and lets them just do whatever they want. And that's yep. why climate so, change. Yeah. Well, well that, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's I, would, I would say well, most of our problems, is, honestly. Yeah, the, the, almost every problem can be drawn back to somebody saying, actually, this would make me more money if we didn't do anything good. And you can go, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's okay. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, no, if you, want, if you want a successful company, you need a CEO who is just enough of an asshole to be uh to not be self-destructive but v- like creatively visionary enough to uh to think beyond what uh what will simply make you a return on investment and what will make you into an empire and finding people like that is like very rare as seen by like elon musk being the shittiest ceo imaginable because he doesn't have any of those qualities and versus <laughs> like the people everyone wants to be which is steve jobs which is a guy who technically had the visionary aspect, but he was also just too much of an asshole to actually be a pretty good boss to work with. And so, like, it's it's a bad balancing act, and you barely, you rarely ever find people that can make it work. And when you do, more often than not, it's usually luck that it works through. Like, Steve oh, yeah. would have ran his company into the fucking ground if they didn't kick him out. And, like... Yep. That would have been it. Apple would have just ceased existing because he wasn't it's good happened enough. So being... much, it happened yeah. so often as well. Like It wouldn't be a surprise at all. It was just like so many companies go yeah. bust because it of that just, problem. It would just be another... Yeah, exactly. And so uh, and so when, when that's why when you see those rare visionaries happen, that's why they get these really cool uh, like pull-up-by-your-bootstrap stories. Like Steve worked out of his computer, his, like his garage and built Apple from the ground up. It's like... No, Steve abused Wozniak by stealing his labor for free and used this guy's 
uh, actual ability to to forward his own company. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. look at uh, like Walt Disney was the Zoys. same way. Walt Disney didn't come from nothing. He he had no money, but he basically showed up and abused uh, like animators and stole public works and turned them into profitable cartoons for a media, for a market that didn't have cartoons and used that money to create something on the backs of other people um, based on the back of Anaheim poor fucking Anaheim city is just gone now it's just Disneyland city <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's yeah and those I don't know those kind of things are like Florida is the same way Florida like all of the Florida theme park was done by shitty rezoning efforts like he he basically paid politicians off to get those zoning rights and created a giant unnecessarily massive theme park in the middle of Florida which doesn't I don't think really it, it contributes much to the, oh, yeah. to the if have, state if itself. If you have enough power, you just earn, which is just money, uh, you get to just rewrite the laws around you. Yep. It's a yeah. it's a trip rewatching the uh, the Hobbit trilogy videos by Lindsay Ellis this week and being reminded of like, oh right, because of <laughs> yes. because of how big of a deal Lord of the Rings was to New Zealand when they came back for the Hobbit, they were able to just negotiate changing the laws of the entire country and how the film industry works there just to their benefit and that's horrifying mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's what happens with states in the united states like hollywood like most of the time filming in la is too expensive so why don't you go film uh georgia a, yeah why don't you go film la and georgia and you're like, like why please would stop you film it's like please georgia stop doing homophobic things we're trying to film stuff here for cheaper without having to protest leave you it's like the entire relationship tv currently has with georgia (laughs) they're like please be just a just don't be headlining don't have headline news about how your homophobia for like a week so we can finish filming our show please don't make us protest leave something homophobic anti-voting and uh uh, anti-mask please just long enough so we can finish <laughs> filming our cw show please it's gonna cost us like three million dollars less than it would to do it at home so just give us another week the uh it, it's funny yeah. when you mentioned uh bootstraps earlier because it, it's just i always get a kick out of the fact that like people still use that phrase unironically even though from supposed... day one it was supposed to be a farce exactly it was supposed to, it was supposed to be an illustration of how impossible it is to do that because you can't yeah. pull yourself up by your bootstraps they're on your yeah. boots <laughs> it's yeah, like it's, exactly. it's up there with how people are like ah, oh, just a couple of bad apples talking about the police and like the whole premise of the bad apples phrase is that the bad apples spoil the bunch mm-hmm. yeah you can't save the tree like, like if a tree has bad apples you must no, get no. rid of the tree and it's like no no it's the bunch as in yeah, i think it the, is the bunch where the tree. you pick them yeah, it's not the tree. Yeah, it's the, the, bag. the one about the tree is a the, bad apple. The spoiled, no, an apple the spoiled never apples falls. will spoil the other apples. Yeah, exactly. The one about the tree is that uh, an apple never falls far from the tree, but that's not the same. That's not the meaning. The, it's the bundle. just like all, all of the most used phrases are just mm-hmm. being used for it, the opposite of their meaning. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like the proof is in the pudding. It isn't. <laughs> that's not. That's in the tasting. Yeah. But actually, that I, one is not but, as far away as as the bunch of the I, apples. Yeah, I don't, but that's I don't know much about that. That's phrase. what we call that's what we call in the industry good marketing. It's what we call literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Which now it's, in the dictionary says that it means the opposite of it. So it means figuratively. 
as an ultra. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> that's what well, a lot that's of how those, we use like, every phrase. Yeah. But that makes sense though. If it is the figurative meaning it of literally, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, you can you can have the figurative and a literal meaning of the word. The literal meaning of literally means literally, whereas and the, the figurative, figurative meaning, meaning of, it means figuratively. <laughs> yeah, it means the opposite. <laughs> this isn't confusing. <laughs> Not at all. I hate it. Uh, English hate is it worse all. than that. It's fine. Uh, we're, we're yeah, English is way worse than that on a regular basis. <laughs> We have, some, we have much worse problems to figure out. Mm -hmm. The number Yay. of times I'm writing a script and I end up writing that, that, and I'm like, fuck. Double that? Yeah. And you're like, no, but, but the two that's are different parts of a structure of a sentence. So, like, it makes. But the first one, you, you can, can write eliminate. That, that, but I'm like, fuck. The first one you call, can always eliminate a that that comes before a noun. Or a pronoun. Just the weirdness of the language structure where it's like you you kind of have like all these gaps to fit in your sentence of like how it fits together and all yeah. these unconscious things where it's like, I just know that that I just I just will end up writing that that at first glance because I just know that that's how a sentence has to go in the same way that there's that, that weird like I think we talked about in a previous episode. There's like the series of adjectives for something like it's size and color and age and so on and how like we've all been somehow programmed to know a specific order to write all those adjectives in without ever being told just because just from repetition where there's like but there's just that, there's a specific way you'll describe something for some reason but i think when you write it the those sort of uh ingrained habits can go away easily i see a lot of times people who speak normally just absolutely normally and then when they write emails they just it's it's incomprehensible. They they don't finish yeah. thoughts. They 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 write sentence in the wrong Isn't, structure. Is that is that more of a uh, like a learned behavior? Like a child is emulating their parent, and their parent is using that kind of or emulating their teacher or whatever they learn. It's like is that a learned behavior or is that just a natural progression in language? Like if you're not if you're not nah, specifically taught to to not do it, you wouldn't. I don't know. Like I that's what I'm wondering. Is like. Does English is English such a, a spaghetti that you'll end up doing that just because that's how bad the language is, or is that something you learn because somebody is using the language incorrectly? I don't know. When I'm when I'm writing something that's meant to be said afterwards, I'm always torn between the element of like whether you should uh, write stuff that's grammatically accurate for text versus stuff that's how people speak. Yeah. Okay. Writing definitely is is rife with those pitfalls where you're just gonna either because the 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 thing is like in speech you 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 can imply so much meaning just based on your inflections and all that sort of stuff that you can just shortcut a lot of explanations that in writing you need to write it all down and so it is easy for you to just okay I'm gonna need to explain this really well and then it comes out weird. With the that that mm -hmm. thing, <laughs> what I see mo more often than not is uh, uh, people putting the the um, like. For example, if I tell you uh, write this text in your website, the part of the the last part of the sentence, you're in your website. I see a lot of the times I see that part of the sentence put before. So I see people ri literally writing write in your website this text and it it is comprehensible but it is infuriating when people do that mm -hmm. it just grinds my gear so much because it happens 
all of the time with multiple people that don't even work together. It's just, why? Why are you? It, nobody says it. Nobody says it like that because you, you don't do it they're, like that. But they're Yoda-ing it a little bit. They are. I, and I, I see that quite, in video games as well. The way I got their German actually was the fact that like the way that Yoda speaks is that you put the germ, you put the uh, the verb at the end of the sentence because that's how Germans speak and that's how Yoda speaks. Yeah, I, don't I, like that. I remember. They got me through that. all of German. <laughs> it was very useful <laughs> to realize that they just talk like Yoda. Star Wars. Wait, how does Yoda talk in? How does Yoda talk in a Star Wars movie in German? I don't know. Does he like, talk like? like, a, like does, does he, he talk, talk like in normal? English? Yeah, does he talk like in English? People are like, "Oh, that's a weird way to say things." He keeps <laughs> like, saying yeah. verbs unexpectedly early, <laughs> <laughs> like a s startling. But maybe he gets lost scare. in translation. Maybe just uh, everybody yeah, talks know. like Yoda, and they're like, "Okay, well, Yoda speaks normally." It's always, up to, us, it's always up to localization. Like, like I think about how yeah. like Nino Kuni had a fairy in it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's a particular dialect of Japanese," and they're like, "Uh, you're gonna be Dutch," <laughs> <laughs> or or like something like that. Like it was like a really uncommon ac accent to hear, just in general in video games, and that was like really novel about it. And he like, "Oh, this guy talks totally differently. I like this." But like that's the, the that was their interpretation of dealing with the fact that like it was a particular J Japanese dialect and so it was supposed to sound different. But how do you pick how to make it sound different in a different culture? That's like less clear. I, I like that. I also like what Disco Elysium does, which is just random accents. <laughs> there's a lot of French accents, but there's some accents in there. It's just like why are you why are you a voice actor? But good on you. Yeah. I, I mean jealous. <laughs> I, I love Disco Elysium, but I get so much shit all the time because I just was not culturally ready for that game because it's based around an entire continent that I don't live in. And a lot of there's a lot. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of, of yeah. A lot of it's referential and allegorical to really specific countries that I'm not in. And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, why don't you know how to pronounce that? I'm like, I don't even know which language it's in to guess how to pronounce, pronounce it, it first. <laughs> they don't even pronounce it in the game consistently. The voice actors don't know. Clashy, yeah. for example, I had to. I looked her name up, and there's one. I think it's the narrator that says Clashy, but then everybody else says it pron pronounces it dif differently, including Clash herself. She doesn't. She doesn't pronounce it normally. That was, that was the one that I literally went into like a trans. Uh, I went into a yeah pronunciation website to, <laughs> to yeah. just tell me how oh, to yeah, pronounce I should, it. I should finish that game now that it's voice because I think that was like my biggest hurdle yeah, when I started play playing. You like, part and you were like, eh. Yeah. You talked to some like, old, you, talk, you went straight to the old people that I didn't talk to for like four days. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then you stopped immediately. Oh, the yeah, old people well, that are was the a, best. That was a lot of talking. I was literally like dying after doing the voice for both of them. Oh yeah, the game was and almost entirely dialogue. For yeah. Ever. And yeah, so that's why I was like, okay, I don't yeah. think I want to play this game. It's too much talking. And then it was like, now you can, now it talks for you. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play yeah. it now. Like, the ending of their story is so beautiful. The ending they of added, the old. They, yeah. they added an expansion. Uh, like they added a quest chain to each of the four political ideologies that you end up going down. So every playthrough oh, has, a cool. has a unique quest chain to that, to the particular direction you leaned in. And that's neat. I enjoyed going back and playing the communist storyline. Which is an entire group of people trying to hold up an ideology through mental exertion alone via <laughs> physical metaphor. I'm like, okay. So I'm the Twitter really warriors. Now I'm really curious what the other ones are because that was really interesting as a. Well, I'm going to see the moralist one. Like, oh, by the make, way, can they can, can they come up with them? Can they come up with any sympathetic 
narrative at nah, all for the fascists. They, they don't do it on purpose. They they don't they uh, they like, never not not even the moralists are sympathetic. Every 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 uh, line of dialogue that goes like defending mor moralism, it's oh, yeah, they, they uh, it's so, always underhanded. I, I really get a kick out of when people uh, think that the game has an even-handed neutral tone. Because I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. They're, they're dunking on everybody that isn't an, a communist in this game. <laughs> like they are overtly. Like, they literally thanked Karl Marx at the reward ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not ambiguous. Like the way that they dunk on communists is the way that you dunk on a fandom that you're in. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, there's a really big difference. But yeah, the, it's, it's, it's yeah, time it's to wrap this up, though. Mm -hmm. the, before we get into Tisco Elysium, because that's a whole thing. <laughs> Again, we, yeah. can, we can do it next week. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Like always, see you next time. Send your questions into dialoguechoicespodcast at gmail.com. I meant to open with one of them, but then we had an endless chain of conversation for two hours that started with <laughs> yes. my computer and ended with Karl Marx. So normal day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just another Monday. <laughs> See you next week, except for statistically, maybe not. <laughs> Fair. Goodbye. <laughs>